Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey guys, it's good to be back. Good to be back. It is yeah. really, really Oh my good to gosh. Be back. I've been looking forward to recording another episode of this for, I mean, since the last episode. Yeah. Right? Fuck yeah. I, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's. That's a lot. That is. What the fuck, dude? Far, far too many holidays in a row. They it's need to space just, <laughs> it just keeps going. I don't know what it's for. I don't know who's like having a good time through like the whole time. Like I'd like to meet one person that was like from Thanksgiving to New Year's. I was ecstatic. <laughs> right. I, I just had the best time. No show, one. Yeah. Nobody. Show me one single person that actually wants to spend that much time with their family. Nobody. I dare you. Or yeah, that much time in like purgatory, right? Of like, is the place open? I don't know. What day is it? Huh? I was Am I drinking today? Yeah. I don't go to the grocery store during Christmas because I hate Christmas songs. So it's awful for me. Right. I hate them. You hate Christmas songs? I fucking hate them. Worse than that shit you play before the show. Oh, oh, that's the problem, guys. We didn't play our fucking oh, we forgot our song. Intro. Oh, a little rusty. Oh, all right. Let's get. We can forgive ourselves. Let's get into it. Sorry. Authorities are desperately searching for a killer accused of going on a rampage. The search for a possible serial killer. An urgent manhunt for a man authorities believe is behind a triple killing spree. Police here speculating that a possible serial killer may have struck again. Told her to get out of the car and that's when she became afraid and then I shot her. Sorry, welcome to Jesse Wiseman's Crime Corner. Oh, thank you. You know how uncomfortable I am, so I need a real applause. I'm getting better. I'm getting better because you guys make me do it. If this is you my are... favorite show now, just real quick. Even more than Iconoblast. Thanks. Fuck Iconoblast, What dude. did I wear the goddamn Whoa. shirt for? I know. Wow. Wow. Shots fired already, guys. Just kidding. I like both shows. You're going to need to get him another drink. He got a non-alcoholic Budweiser. I what? I haven't tapped into that yet. He hasn't I'm, tapped into it, but he wanted to kind of like space it out and be responsible. It's because he drank a bottle of whiskey on the way here. He's trying to, yeah, he's trying to be responsible. Okay. If that's yeah. true, then I'm okay with it. If it's not true, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, look, if you are watching on Patreon, Congratulations. You are are in the inner circle. You get this show a week earlier and you get to watch the video, the amazing editing that we do. We try and show you the pictures. We take you Mm -hmm. through it. We've got music, the editing stylings of Joel. Thank you. Thank you. So good for you. It's kind of the royal we. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We. Um. So welcome and and congratulations for being awesome and rich. If you're listening on the RPR feed, 
<laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome yeah. for our charity. You poor. Yeah. Damn. No. No. Um, we thought it would be a a fun thing just because you guys were asking, and by you guys, I mean um, Greg, <laughs> Craig. You guy. Reed, right? Yeah, like, I mean, you three uh, were asking for a crime corner on to, to listen to on audio. And so there you go. You're going to get it late. You're not going to be able to talk about it with your friends. But hey, you get it, right? Yeah. And there's a good backlog of shows. So right. They'll be, so you're welcome. Be, yeah, you'll get to hear them all eventually. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I think we're in this kind of... Uh, or I am when I am thinking about cases, I like this idea of the debate of whether or not we believe that this person is guilty or not. I've been enjoying that too. Right? Yeah. There's some where it's just like, uh, you know, it's, it's a non-issue. Either they confess finally or whatever. It just ends up being, you know, the gruesome uh, details of someone's murder, right? But in these that we've been doing, and the one we are doing today, there is a conclusion, right? Whether he goes to jail or not, there okay. is a conclusion. Whether we believe that was the right conclusion, because they don't always get it right, unfortunately, sorry. The justice system, the small Since town is there a detectives. Is there like a percentage of how many cases are wrong? Like wrongfully accused people that get out of jail? I mean, it'd be interesting. Uh, I'm sure the Innocence Project has some kind of stats on that, right? Uh, yeah, they they would have stats on that, but there's really no way to nail down the number. To really know. Pretty much everybody in prison is going to say that they were innocent. Of is the crime is of innocent, and they're writing and appealing and writing to the Innocence Project being like, I didn't do this. Help me get out, right? So there's yeah. really, it's a hard scale. It's a hard thing to to um lock down but we can kind of have a fun debate about it that's going to change nothing and help no one (laughs) how do you feel about that right guys like we're not trying to get anybody out i mean even if he is innocent it's like the way that i see it sorry we're we're starting a grassroots movement where eventually and ideally Mm -hmm. the three of us become judge jury and executioner for every single murder case in america right Uh, this right sounds like a lot of work the podcast (laughs) itself is really just kind of getting a foot in the door for us to yeah to be the entire yeah and we do it by being just like nonchalant like we don't care you know oh and then people are (laughs) you know what i mean but like that's how you get in we can kill people just if we don't like them even if they didn't do it that sounds cool. Now look, are we talking about killing people? Okay, yeah, that was a that was a pretty major jump Joel. Made right there. <laughs> well, if we're the judge, jury, and executioner, we oh, gonna kill people. Well, we have to, you did say executioner. We have to judge and jury them before we execute them. Yeah, we can't like just the scuba kill them guy. Outright. The scuba guy would be dead for sure. Scuba guy would be By dead, right? Yeah. But he is free. Poor Ahemplo. Spanish, for example. Um, <laughs> so You've been doing your Duolingo. Yeah, you're always. welcome. It's mi cultura. <laughs> Uh, so last case, if you, if you don't know, it was probably going to, it's probably going to be in succession. Uh, yeah. If we put on the RPR. So the last case was the scuba diving honeymoon, in our opinion, murderer who is now free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't serve any time found, found not guilty. Right. But I I think we all murder or not murder or not. He deserves 
to be punished for his actions. Yeah, for just being, I mean, just all those bad jokes fucking... he made. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, for not being funny and creepy, life. I feel personally attacked by that, just a, just slightly. But that being said, I agree with Joel that the uh, the final verdict for the last episode was, even if he didn't have any sort of malicious intent, yes, he was still still a fucking a, loser, a, a douche, right? And his wife's daddy should fucking murder him. I said it last time, right? I said it again, right? Um, so this case uh, is is in the same kind of vein. Oh shit! One witness. Right? Uh, are you talking about somebody besides It's the same the, thing as the scuba, the, right? Where the it's suspect? like the only people that know when, when accidents like this happen, right? Mm. Accidents in quotation. The only person that really knows if it was an accident or not is the person that was there and, did, and either yes. did it or didn't do it, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's very hard to prosecute, right? You have very, to very leave so. behind. And also when the police come, they have to just have have a feeling which you don't want right i was thinking this the other day i was like dude what if what if ross like died in the house right sorry don't want it to happen god forbid <laughs> poo, 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 right but what i mean she does a crime show she's been making all sure these jokes I, then you're thinking like yeah 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 all about. these jokes about like what how i would if i would right they you can look what? back on all of that. Exactly how you pretend. And if they walk the nine one one call, they're mm-hmm. going to be when I call. They're going to be you know scrutinizing that. Then when they come, they're going to be looking around. You know what are they going to see yeah. that's going to make them right? So it's a really it is a scary footage. thing uh, to to be married to someone and that you plan on killing. Yeah, this this was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's hard to be married to someone uh, if any, like if any accident happens. What are you trying to say right now? You know, are, you get it. Are you building up a case right now? <laughs> yeah, you're no, up I'm just saying, case. like, in I'm 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 uh, setting this up, as in, like, if an accident happens, you better be fucking cool as shit, because if the police don't like you, oh, it's over. I, Accident I or not, improbable or not, as weird as it sounds, if you have insurance policy, which I do a big one, um, <laughs> insurance policy or anything weird, they'll look into that. Absolutely. So I'm just saying. Like, I mean, as they should. As they should, as they should. As they should. But I'm just saying, like, you know, that's how some people are in jail. It shouldn't be. Just saying that if you're planning on killing your spouse... Go to Home Depot five years before. Yeah, you and you keep really the stuff. Need to plan it in advance. In a in a chest. <laughs> Throw away the receipt. Pay in cash. Do you know what I mean? Or go to some tips for you guys if you want them or not. Go to like a small, small. Uh, you know, if you need to go to a hardware store, which my God, there's so many other places you can go. But if you have to go to a hardware store. <laughs> Make it a small podunk, check for cameras, pay in cash, do it five years before the murder. Long game. Murders are a, a, a well, I guess overall, insurance fraud. It's a long-term investment. It's a long-term investment. It's not investment. something you can rush. Yeah, if you, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you rush it, it's You can't fail. just be like, like you, oh, you I'm pissed a, and yeah. like, you know, on a whim because, you know, cleaning up after, not going to work. Yeah. 
You got to make I, sure that I'm, I'm noticing a little bit of a pattern that it seems like we're kind of rotating through the three of us as being the most likely serial killer in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, so I, this I think one dynamic overall, this one, Joel. So, um, <laughs> every time <laughs> this episode, Joel is the most likely no matter what I say. It's still Joel. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is the case of Peter Bergna. Tentative title? Mm. Uh-oh. Ride into the danger zone. <laughs> what do you think? What do yeah. you think? Ooh, that's not bad. It's a good I, one, right? Uh, kind of what I was considering was it's a it's a slippery slope. Slippery Ooh. slope. I think ride into the danger zone is is much better though. Or you could combine them, a slippery slope into, into the, the danger, danger zone. zone. All right. That's why we work so well together. You guys, this is it. I mean, this is really it. Dream team. Okay, Peter and Renetta Bergna. Gosh, their names are just always so great, huh? Um, we're a well-to-do married couple living in the upper-class Incline Village area of Lake Tahoe, Nevada. Right? Setting like the I'm, stage. Yeah, setting the like stage, this. right? Peter uh, was the adopted son of a very powerful DA, a district attorney in California. Renette and her two brothers were raised on a dairy farm uh, in California by their working, uh, their hardworking middle class parents. Peter was a well-respected well art appraiser for Butterfield and Butterfield. <laughs> Why am I so weird? You can't. Why, is that Why am I so weird? Why can I not just say that normally? <laughs> well, because there. It's weird, right? Yeah, who's gonna Butterfield and like... Butterfield. <laughs> for but it came out with art an appraisers? accent the first time. Yeah. <laughs> It's a antique dealer, art appraiser, whatever. It's still weird. It is. It's, it's still weird, name. but it's how, it's how pretty. How are you brand that? It's pretty. Uh, it's San Francisco based, and it's pretty widely known if you're into antiques or Butterfield and Butterfield. Is? Butterfield and Butterfield is pretty. Butterfield and Butterfield. Fuck <laughs> 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 you. I couldn't just say it normal. Gosh, we're getting off track already. Sorry, guys. Uh, Renetta. Uh, has left her job actually as a successful pharmacist to pursue a job in international travel as a tour guide. What a fun gal, huh? That is a, wow. it's a big jump to make between pharmacist and international tour guide. Yeah. It's a pharmacist. That's just like a, like a shitty nurse, right? It's a legal drug dealer. Yeah. yeah. And if you have degrees, I think she was even a president of the, uh, pharmaceutical society something like this like she was pretty high up very successful pharma pharmacist okay slightly suspect that she goes from being a pharmacist to an international Ooh, i didn't guide. even in the weeds bud we can't even okay. go down that road but i hear you mm. i do hear you i don't um the two were what do you say i said i don't you don't hear him no, I don't understand. Do you want to turn his mic know. up? That's why he talks over the top of me all the damn time. Yeah, because he doesn't hear you. <laughs> We're an old married couple. You so really that tone, are. That tone you of his really voice are, faded. sweetie pies. He, he no longer hears that frequency. Sweetie yeah. pies. Do you guys feel like brothers, kind of? No, it's like lovers. You, did more. you ever have a... You never had a brother, right? I have a stepbrother. You have uh, a stepbrother. Family. Yeah. 
not the same. Yeah, um, overall, it's a little bit different with with Joel and I. It, it, as strange as it sounds, it is like an old married couple. It's a it's uh, a we, monogamous relationship. Uh, What's it called when you don't fuck? Uh, platonic. Platonic. Your platonic life, gay lovers. Yeah. Wait. Platonic. Platonic, <laughs> platonic gay, lovers. Fuck. Yeah. Platonic, Which is upsetting for me. Platonic heterosexual That's life. That's why you're so mad. That's oh, what Crime juice everywhere. Okay. <laughs> crime juice everywhere. As you guys know, pour. Okay, I, as you guys know, pour a glass of some crime juice and and uh, snuggle up. Right. Yeah. Put on your snuggie. Yes, I have one. Um, so the two were well liked and many friends in their small community. Wait, uh, the two were well liked and had many friends in their small community and were described by some as having the perfect relationship. Oh. They would say Peter was a bit much sometimes, but I mean, what do I know about your husband being a bit much sometimes, right? <laughs> you have no experience. With right? That. So it's just like, t- you know, to each his own. He was like, but I think he, he actually was described, I thought this was funny, but as a close talker and would kind of like Ooh. hug, like oh. hug people, like I'm a hugger. Like that guy was like, you're just first meeting them. I'm a hugger, close talker, arm around people he didn't know really well. But he was still, he was not. My worst kind of person. Right. But oh, like people didn't say that it was, I mean, they said he was still, like, fun and and great and all of that. It was just sometimes a bit much. I can handle somebody that's a hugger, a close talker. I I can't Hard, right? Like, I I need, unless I'm getting ready to kiss somebody, then they need to have their face very far away from mine, ideally. And if they are a close talker, you better be able to just kiss them, whoever they are. Right? Right? (laughs) Sorry, you were right there. Uh, I consent. Thought there was something between us. <laughs> thought there was something between us because you were literally talking. Your breath was going into my fucking mouth. Right. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that's consent. Yeah. That is implied consent. It's Thank un- you. Unspoken consent. consent. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, in 1998, Peter was 45 and Renette was 49. They were married at this point for 11 years and had Aww. no children, allowing them to enjoy their life. Okay. Aww. No children. They could actually enjoy their life, guys. Okay? And the luxuries, they were do they were pretty well off between the two when she was a pharmacist and his art appraisal. Um in 1998, they were making a little over $200,000 a year. That's pretty good. In no kids. Money, that's yeah, that's That's real good, good right? Without, so they're like they're kids. they're well off and they're able to like travel and have fun and uh peter actually had like a wine cellar with wine he didn't drink it that much but he liked to show off the fact that he had like really expensive old wines each bottle being like the the lowest is like 200 dollars right upwards from that and so he was like oh but he's not a drinker that makes me trust him a little bit less thank you Coop, right? Non-alcoholic Budweiser. Oh, I'm a non-alcoholic Budweiser. Uh, anyway, uh, Koopa Koopa. Peer pressure works on. Coop. <laughs> it I know. Does it works on everyone? Cool. It, it works on everyone. I could True. get literally anyone to drink with me or smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, I think. Like you if can. I like, hey, come on, man. Do you know what I mean? Well, you convinced me to move out to Texas, so... I know. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so they've been married for 11 years. No kids. They enjoy their life. 
uh, just rich ass. So fucking... sorry to, to interrupt. Do you mm. do you think that that's strange that they've been married for eleven years with no children? Um. Yes. I I don't know. They many met like that. They met. Uh, clearly, if they've been together eleven years, they met like later in their thirties, right? And I guess she never wanted to. It was a little bit of a point of contention, but not enough, I guess, like to do anything about that it. That one naughty, naughty night that my dad was naughty. That one and had you. They didn't want to. Forty years ago, they didn't want to. <laughs> no. Besides well, that, no. Okay. No, my dad uh, cheated on his girlfriend and made me, and now and then later married her. Okay, but the <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not the same at all. He just loves to put that. He just loves were, to find were, any. No, they were broken up. I'm being mean to my dad. They, my dad was with his current wife. They separated. Did she not want kids? She doesn't want kids. He doesn't want kids. But they have a They're little. They're in a fight. They break up. Mm-hmm. My dad goes and bangs my mom. But did me. your mom want kids? Yeah. Yeah. Did she want more? She had me. Not after Joel. And she had Sharice after me. <laughs> oh, okay. Gosh, I can't. What I was saying is, they, my, if if it wasn't for a mistake that my dad made once, they would have. Neither one of them want kids. They've been together their whole life, and they're fine. It's not weird. Yeah, uh, it's well, not. No, it's not weird. Uh, I, I I don't think that it's weird or unreasonable. I'm just saying that's that's kind of an outlier. Like those are on the the mm-hmm. far ends. Of it's the not very common, I guess. Yeah. General, I'm yeah. sure okay. everyone. Let's say I'm sure everyone in their community probably had kids. They were probably the only. They're the weird couple. fun couple that didn't. The fun couple that maybe lit up the room. Renette. I was waiting to see. Renette was bubbly. Oh God. <laughs> she was kind. Joel. Joel. I'm here. She it's was coming. funny. It's coming. Where is it? And some would even say, Joel, what? That that she would light up a room. She had a smile that would light up a room. All right, let's get into the murder. No, uh, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, I just want to. I want to preface. We'll get into the alleged accident. We don't don't know know because there was two people. There's one person that would know. Okay. As the old saying goes, it very hard to commit insurance fraud. Love that. I love that old book of insurance fraud sayings. Um, <laughs> Those old colloquialisms. Yes. Uh, so on May 31st, 1998, Renette was returning home from a six week tour guide trip. As we said, she changed careers to become a high end uh, international tour guide, right? Uh, she was returning home from a six-week trip in Italy. Peter picked her up from the airport around 11 p.m. And instead of taking her home, as I'm sure she wanted to do, uh, Peter decided that they should take a drive to their favorite lookout spot and discuss the state of their marriage, which I'm sure she was stoked about. Thrilled about it, yeah. God, does that sound like a fucking... You After just came back from Prague, hour. right? Yes. Well, can you imagine somebody picking you up and being like, "Bro, Let's we're going on a drive, dude." Yeah, who doesn't no. love getting the whole uh, "we need to talk"? Yeah, yeah. Right, right when you get back, you're like, "Oh my Especially god!" Right after a trip to Italy, yeah. right? I, if I were her, I would, I would have. 
just said no. Situation. Now listen, if I were her, and my husband wanted to do that, it would be a hard no. I don't know why. She probably like felt bad because she had been gone for six weeks and was like, okay. So this is why she I feels get it, it, babe. Right, and so she agrees, and they headed to a spot offside off of State Road 878 on the side of Slide Mountain. Mm-hmm. Seems cool, right? Seems uh, legit. Slide uh, in, in my opinion. Hey, babe, you just got off the airport. It's a little on the nose. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. I took her to our lookout spot on Murder Mountain. <laughs> uh, so she, uh, she agrees, like I said. And uh, as they're on their way down this windy road, again, 11 p.m. At this point, it's like 1130, almost 12. She had just flown from Italy. She's super stoked to be having this conversation. Uh, so he wants to talk about the state of their marriage and is like, you're gone too much. Whatever this career change is, it's just not working. She's gone. I mean, six weeks is standard. It's usually six to eight weeks that she has to be gone for these European trips. And he's just like, I'm lonely. Divorce came up. Uh, but the conversation, they had gotten to kind of a, a conclusion, a place where they're going to move forward from, you know what I mean? Like they had gotten, it got heated, but they got to the end of the fight, as it were. Although you never get to the end of the fight, do you? <laughs> you never, never Joel, you know, you never get to the end of the fight. It just kind of simmers. Forever. Waiting to be fired back up. At any moment. That's, that's the best you, <laughs> yeah. best you can do is kick the can down the road. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not married mm. personally, but from any yes. relationship experience that I've had, which are probably not the no, best, you've, uh, <laughs> not the best you've example. You've lived with people and you've but had yeah, long-term, you just, long-term yeah. relationships. You got to kind of kick so you the can down the road. So you kind of just go, look, it's midnight. We're driving on a dark, curvy, you know, windy road. I just got off an airplane. I would like to go home. Sure, babe. Whatever, whatever. Fine. So they, the got, <laughs> so they got to, they <laughs> got to some kind of conclusion, Later. right? So now they're heading down to this romantic spot. I guess it's their favorite spot. Uh, I think it's important to note that they kind of both know it. He knows it very well. He had just been up there the day before. It's, a, it's close to their house, and it's something that they know, you right? they banged there? Like, think I think they've, they've had some romantic. It, it's yeah, it's like a romantic spot. lookout spot. So if they it's didn't, hot. a bunch of other people did. What kind of car do they have? They have it was a Ford F one fifty. Has it got bench seats? Because then the, then they're getting down. It was I a nineteen ninety eight. So it possible. Prob- I don't think no, it probably had the center console there. It, it, oh. it and either that would flip up or not. But I think yeah, it's it, probably two it buckets. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would think more li- along the lines of a bucket seat. This bad. has nothing to do or, with I'm the sorry, case. Bench. Joel just wanted to just know if know they could bang in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Important that is irrelevant and it's not pivotal. So don't <laughs> maybe to just, you. just strike that. Strike it. Okay. Yeah, maybe not to you. Um, okay, so then as they approach this lookout, uh, Peter's brakes go out <gasps> on his nearly new 1997 Ford F-150. Okay. It's 1998. He is driving around again. A brand new Pretty car. new Ford F-150. Uh, it, just a little bit of background on the Ford F-150s. 
pretty well-made cars. Back in the day when cars oh, yeah. were made of all metal, no plastic. My dad, for example, has had his for 30 years. Yeah, back in the days when they were made here in America. <laughs> okay, calm down. But I think that's true. <laughs> calm down, but I think you're right. Um, so he yelled, I can't stop. And the car swerved into the guardrail, bursting through and plummeting 800 feet down the... Oh, sorry. Can I fuck it? This is this is a a crescendo. I'm already like ed- interrupting. Editing. Yeah. Oh. So, oh, you're already putting the song that you're gonna put. Yeah. You know how cool that would be if that song kicks in right then. Then do it after, dude. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. 800 feet off the side of the mountain. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Jesus. He's sitting there like about to burst. Um, Renette was still in the truck as it went down the mountain. Peter, meanwhile, had been thrown out the window and was hanging on the side of the mountain where he made this 911 call. Again, I don't know. Let's hear it for our next advertiser, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. Uh, it's just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than uh, two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Uh, the big game is always right around the corner. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into a hundred times your money potentially with as little as four correct picks. You can turn ten dollars into a thousand dollars. It's demon time on Prize Picks, uh, so you're going at it here. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Uh, squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. Uh, and again, now you can win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. If you want to play alongside uh, alongside some of the prize picks' favorite players like uh, Meek Mill, Andrew Schultz, you can find them in the community plays underneath the promos tab of the app uh, to view the entries from some of the biggest names in prize picks community each and every week. This week on Prize Picks, I'm selecting Steph Curry for more than 29 points and the Joker for more than 10 rebounds. I think Bob's taking Anthony Davis uh, for more than two blocks and Damian Lillard for four three-pointers made. Go to prizepicks.com slash Ross Patterson and use the code Ross Patterson for a first deposit match for up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash Ross Patterson and use code Ross Patterson for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Yeah! Let's give it up for Liquid IV. Yeah! .com, baby! Promo code Nooners over there is going to get you 20% off your first order. Rage this weekend. Jobless on accident. I feel like it was an accidental rage this weekend. Yeah. And uh, I needed some liquid IV to start off today. I start every day with a liquid IV. 
Um, our kids are using liquid IV. Yes. Um, they've got the new and improved sugar-free liquid IVs as well. And Pear is back. Pear is back. That's my favorite. Pear was my favorite there. Um, big fan. But uh, hanging out, watching sports, hanging out with the friends and all that other stuff. You start boozing, lose track of time, and then you're like, oh, shit. I need to rehydrate for the week. Got to pop in that liquid IV. Are you a daily girl? Because I don't see you every single morning all the time. Yeah, I'm a daily girl. So I do um, one of the sugar-free grapes Mm. or the sugar-free apple, which are my new faves, in 24 ounces. Okay. So it is supposed to be just in, they say, like, put a packet in 16, 8, 16 ounces. 16 ounces of water. that's going to hydrate you double. Um, I put in the 24-ounce, maybe onesie or twosie, yeah. and go through the day. Yeah, it's too. life-changing. I, I call it Hydration Monday here on the show because it's, uh, it's one of those things where, again, you go hard over the weekends, you got the kids, you're not eating great, uh, you're boozing with some friends or whatever, and then boom, reset on Mondays, pop in the liquid IV, and you're good to go. Um, but it's, uh, it's a little pouch, that's it, you're ripping open, popping into liquid, 16 ounces or more. And you're good to go. Super easy there. Three times the electrolytes, uh, no artificial sweeteners, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Weekends are for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. We'll we'll get into it later, but he's apparently hanging on the side of the mountain and he was able to (laughs) pull out his phone. Hush, Joel. He was able to pull out his phone and and dial and and make there, a 911 call, right? There are a couple things that I find interesting about this, but I'm going to let it speak for itself. Yeah. After the 911 call, I'd like yeah. to know. Okay. I haven't heard it yet, so. Go. I can't hang on, he says, right? The car went down the hill. I can't hang on. By the way, this phone call is... Can't hang on. I can't hang on. (laughs) Again, he's really painting a picture of like, what do you see when you hear this, right? Is like it just knuckles, right? Like on the edge of the cliff. He's got one phone at the <laughs> ear, right? Um, Does he have a headset or something? What the hell? Right? So you just go like, oh, okay, my my gosh, this is a, a crazy situation. This 911 call is 10 minutes. And in the world of 911 calls, that is... It might as well have been five that's a, hours. That's, so that's a, a very, very long time. The reason that it's so long is that they keep asking him where he is. Uh, and he doesn't tell all he says, you mother. All he says is, I'm on the side of a mountain. I'm on the side of the mountain. She's in the car. I'm on the side of the mountain. This is a place that's, again, one of their favorite spots. He knows exactly where he is. It's, you know, in their in their neighborhood, 
They go here all the time, okay? Yeah. And he, for 10 minutes, so and it came to a point, uh, the 911 operator was feeling like he was evading the question and stalling, right? Because, like, I can't ask you in any other way where you are, what road. I'm on the side of the mountain. So now, uh, well, he's also just yelling for his wife. I have no idea where I am, he says. So he's just so the picture that he's trying to paint is he's hanging on the side of the mountain. He has a phone like up to his ear in one hand. He can't hang on and he's just yelling for his wife. Renette, Renette, I don't know where I am. So now this sends the police and first responders on a little bit of a goose chase, which I don't know if he wanted. So they're like, okay, he's on the side of a mountain. And he may have said, you know, where he lived or the kind of the area. But the road, right, there's like, there's this road. And then the mountain here. And then there's a road underneath that could be the mountain. So they're kind of just going. They're now in this 20 to 30 minutes it takes them to finally find this big hole in the guardrail where he was. And it would have been very easy for him if he really wanted someone to come help him to just say what road he was on. Uh, you know. Yeah, it was at this road. It's about 10 minutes South of the lookout spot. Just something. It's a lookout to. spot on State Road 878 or whatever. I mean, it'd be pretty easy. But so as just, we say. Just real quick to, to play please, devil's advocate. I'm, I'm sure that you're probably going to say something along the same lines. Yeah, yeah, go. You never know how you're going to handle exactly. a, a really stressful situation exactly. like that. It'd be uh, So even when, when you're going through like combat drills and things like that. They teach you different ways to reload your weapon because when you're in a really stressful situation, you might not have fine motor control and there's different ways to handle it when you're under under a lot of stress. Your brain doesn't work the same way. For sure. Just throwing that out there to be, to, to do the, the yes. devil's advocate thing. Yes. I, I think that should be considered. Overall. No, it's important. And I think we've on this show had a, had have had a lot of weird 911 calls. Yeah. And we... You know, that isn't an indication of anything. But when you put the 911 calls along with evidence, then it gets a little weird, right? Yeah. But the 911 call on its face cannot ever be just judged right on that. Exactly right. Because yeah. people can just, I mean, we don't know if he hit his head. We don't know what happened, right? Yeah. So it was a little bit weird. Um, but when police arrive at the scene, finally... After driving, they like uh, they were going down one of the roads and the police cars passed each other. And what they realized at that point is like, it's not this road. Right. So they both have gone through the whole thing. Now they have to find another uh, go down another road and look for it because this guy could not tell them where he was. Um, so bad for him right now. I know. Right. Yeah. This is a sad as of right now, he's Joel. so upset. Yeah, he's freaking out. It's an accident. He thinks his wife could be dead. Right? Renee. Yeah. 
Renee. Right? He's so scared, Joel. He goes, Renee. <laughs> like a pretend well, yeah, yeah, Renee. Well, imagine what he's going through at the time. He's, no, he's essentially, I know, he's essentially reenacting the opening scene of Cliffhanger. Seriously, and he has nobody's—he has nobody's neck. He has nobody's neck to climb up. Remember that part (laughs) when Jesse climbs up uh, Stallone's neck because it's so strong, strong and (laughs) muscular. Yeah, and I've seen pictures of this Peter guy. He is definitely not a Stallone. No. Hmm. So when police arrive, they see a gaping hole in the guardrail and a baseball cap lying on the road. A little bit weird. They're just noting it. Fine. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what good police do. What good cops do, right? When yeah. they show up, they're taking note of everything right away. Um, they find Peter about 80 feet down, lying on his stomach on his phone. Uh, he said his back hurt and he couldn't move his legs. But first responders noted that uh, Flat ground. he was pretty... Yeah, well... They walked down to him. <laughs> I mean, they walked down to him. You know, it was hard. It's hard. Oh, you bad. know, you know, like Ventura, Ohio, whatever. It's hard. You kind of have to go to the side, but little. it's by no means a sheer cliff that he's, <laughs> he's hanging off, right? Yeah. So they kind of they don't like they don't need any assistance with ropes. They don't need a helicopter for him. Nothing. Again, he wasn't the healthiest guy. Right, little, but little poorly, but but, but with that incline, when he's hanging on the side, he's laying it like <laughs> he's laying like this. Okay, so it's not the picture that we saw before in the nine one one call when police arrive. It's not exactly like, uh, that, right? So they're like, oh, I mean, down. right? But you're still kind of like, I don't know what happened. They don't know what happened. It's an accident. The car went over, so they don't know. At this point, they're just making sure everyone's okay and yeah. taking note of everything. Um, so they find him about 80 feet down. They walk down, you know, side-footed, little b- couple rocks here and there, but they get down fairly easily. I want to shoot a reaction. Like a, what's it called? Like a what, the fake, can you do a, a reenactment, <laughs> a reenactment. Yeah. of this guy on the cliff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like basically just laying just, yeah, at just a... Yeah, shoot it on a flat ground out yep, back of the studio. Yep. He's just sitting no, on a grassy great. knoll, laying on a blanket, <laughs> yeah. having a yeah. little picnic. Yep. Oh, thank God you're here. Yes. Guys, I was so scared. <laughs> Renette. <laughs> my, my charcuterie board was yes. almost gone. I was, I was like, I didn't have any crackers left. I only had <laughs> cheese and salami. Um, <laughs> he told them, and this is all from him telling them. He said, my back hurt. And I can't move my legs, right? Um, my back hurts and I can't move my legs. So they're thinking spinal cord injury. I mean, this is, if someone can't move their legs and they've just gotten into an accident, they're like, oh shit. But first responders kind of noted how clean he looked, uh, except for some dirt on the seat of his pants. He also seemed relatively unharmed. There was no scrapes, there was no blood or anything from being ejected from a window of a truck as it was going down a mountain, he was pretty, he, he seemed in pretty good shape, although he's saying to them, 
my back hurts, I can't move my legs, whatever. So they go, okay, I mean, we're not going to call him a liar right here on the side of the mountain, right? He flew out of the truck and landed on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Landed with his uh, hands just hanging on the side of the <laughs> cliff. Perfectly, Perfectly hanging. Um, okay, also, so they were able to walk down, like I said, relatively easy. So it was uh, If you don't mind if I jump in real quick. Please. So, uh, again, just trying to... Innocent you have to, prove to. to give some, some reasonable doubt anywhere we can. Mm-hmm. When, when I was around, I think I was around 11 years old, uh, I fell off a 45-foot cliff. The worst injury, like a 45-foot Straight cliff. down cliff? Sheer cliff. Uh, my mom still has a picture Ooh. of the cliff that I fell off of. Um, so in that situation, Lord. fell all the way down the cliff. My friends watched me fall down, and I was bouncing off of the rocks and tumbling, and I was uh, I was completely unconscious for a solid 10 or 15 minutes after I and when you came out of it you realized it wasn't a cliff at all uh and i realized i had actually tumbled out of a bunk bed so he <laughs> no, might have I, I, actually no. imagined everything that happened no what i'm saying is oh. uh, no he really did, fall no, cliff, did you really okay yeah, yeah did. i really I did so after i fell off the cliff the worst injury that i got was a severe sprain on my left knee that was it and you didn't have any like scrapes or blood or anything oh no i was i was Beaten to hell. Okay. Aside from that, but the most severe injury that I had was okay. just a sprain. Yeah. So there's, I'm and just I throwing it out there for sure. You know, there could be some uh, because there is there is a possibility. You know, like yeah. it's if, it's possible. It's something it's to keep possible. In mind. It's possible, and especially if you didn't fall down the cliff like you did. My God, where was your mom? Right there watching you, huh? God knows what guy's house she was at. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, she was home. She she came to pick me up when she found out what happened. Your mom is a saint. Right? Okay, that's not true, but she's... But hey. Hey, close enough. Close enough. Close enough. Okay, yeah, and I do, you know, throughout this episode, this is, like I said, this is a car accident with two people. That, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not two cars. There's no witnesses or anything. So, like, there are things that, you know, could have been, like, the crazy... Like, there's accidents all the time. It's like, the craziest thing. I didn't have anything. And the person next to me, right? The yeah. other car was whatever. So, it's possible. And we do it's, need to, in some ways, think of it as an accident that we weren't there for. And no one was there for. Yeah. So, you kind of don't know. possible... Not necessarily probable, but it it is possible. What if he was a super cool, super nice dude? What if he's Bruce Willis from Unbreakable? Exactly. We don't know. So that's he, what I'm saying. He's a close, close talker. He's not cool. As soon as you heard that, you were like, murderer. murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. You're a close talker. Guilty. Death sentence. Yeah. So uh, they also noticed, these are just notes that they're taking at the scene, right? They also noticed that it was... 60 degrees out, no chill, no wind or anything. And Peter kind of looked like he was in the snow, like going to a ski resort. He had a puffy jacket. He had a bunch of layers. He had gloves. Um, and I guess his hat had fallen off. But he looked like he was kind of layered up and very overdressed for the weather that it was. Just that was just a note. Okay. Wasn't okay. anything. It's just kind of like okay. Yeah, definitely something else to keep in just mind. Just something I, to keep in I mind. I didn't hear that part of it. I didn't know about the extra right? layers. Um. So uh, he was disoriented, but said that he couldn't find the truck. He didn't know where it was. He was looking for a fire, and they were like, "Oh, you were looking for a fire? 
What do you mean? He was like, oh, I just thought, you know, if a truck or a car goes down a, a mountain and crashes, that would probably catch on fire, right? Yeah, that's what they do. I, I watch action movies. That's accurate. But not every time. Okay, that was, that was actually my first reaction when I heard that part of the evidence. Like, uh, because some of the police officers brought up the fact that He's like he was looking for a fire, and that doesn't make any sense. If you grow up on action movies, you think that if you bump yeah, a light pole, that's you're not gonna burst into flames again. Again, slightly anecdotal or speculative, right? And again, like some pieces like of evi- right? some pieces of evidence on their own, nothing, right? Yeah, all put together, it's a different the thing. combination of everything. Yes. Yeah, it is, it is yes. different. So it was pitch black in the valley, and police needed a helicopter with a spotlight to find the truck that was upside down and very mangled. Renette was in the passenger seat with no pulse, hanging, bloodied from the seatbelt. The airbag on her side was not deployed, but the airbag on Peter's was. Sip. Uh, Peter Interessant. Peter was taken to a nearby hospital to be treated for his back and legs, I guess. Um, and Renette was placed in a body bag at the scene they even like waved off the helicopter like she's she's gone like we're not we don't need any we're just gonna leave her here no i mean it was like determined (laughs) that we're gonna call the coroner now and we don't need like some kind of life-saving measures right the injuries were severe enough that it was clear that yes and you don't want to like have some medevac like helicopter come down and try and do the you know they don't do that if it's a straight-up dead body. Yeah. You know. Sorry. She was a corpse already. Basically, with that much time going by and and everything. So, um, as the early morning turned to daylight, the police returned to the scene to investigate. I think there was probably police there the whole time, but now we've got the detectives coming in to actually do a real investigation and not just make sure everyone's okay, right? Uh, yeah, I think initially they would bring in the the forensics ex- experts, and then if anything shady, that's when the detectives would get involved. I'm yeah. not positive, but I'm pretty sure that's the... So like the we said, the crash happened around midnight, so they were kind of working on all of this shit until early morning hours. Um, so they found no leaking fluid or skid marks uh, or any indication that the truck had... attempted to swerve away from the one place it shouldn't go, which is towards the cliff, right? I really thought Joel was going to chime in on the skid marks. Oh! (laughs) Come on, Joel! Go ahead, (laughs) bud! Got nothing. Nope. I was waiting for you to say something. Leaky fluid was what made me almost laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Gosh! We we thought we knew you. We really thought we knew you, bud. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... Uh, so no attempt to swerve away from danger. They found three full gas cans in the bed of the truck with no gas caps on them. That's not weird to not have the gas caps. Anyone that has a gas can knows. No, anyone knows that you like, you just have the hose sticking out. Like very few people have the like, Closed, like oh, you the keep ho- the cap. It, it's still got the lid on it. With yeah, the yeah, yeah, on it. yeah. But it okay. just doesn't have like you would think if you're driving around with three full gas cans, Maybe you, you may have a top on them. 
right? But he did it kind of old school with just. But why did he have those? Thank uh, well, you, there's Joel. there's a arguably there is a reason for that. I, yes, of course. I, I, don't, I don't think again that, that alone is not. Weird. So did he have? Uh, I wasn't able to find the the type of gas cans that he was using. Was he using the ones that have the reversible gas cap with the tube on them, or the one where the tube screws on? Um, they were actually just the plastic. They're like the red plastic ones, and they just had the hose out. Okay, see me. I would drive around in a in a car with, with I mean, just I the have, hose. I have driven around in. Yeah, it's I mean, not I, weird. The, yeah, like the research. The three of them? Yeah, three full ones. Weird. I've never done that. But again, life. you got to find out if there's an explanation. It's well, who an... can afford that much gas? Three full gas cans? In 98, dude? Uh, you're fucking a, filling up a, a swimming pool <laughs> for five bucks. Hey, I, I grew up in a very, very poor family. Thank you very much. Was there a crate of fucking street flares next to the gas? Yeah, exactly. No, it was just like, you know, it was kind of just like, eh, odd, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like they're like, oh, he's guilty. It's just like, okay, it's, we're taking note of the three full gas cans that he has in the back. For yeah. a fire. Yeah, he was looking know, for a fire. Exactly. Really connecting in weird ways. Exactly. Um, so Detective James Beltron. <laughs> Detective Beltron. He didn't have a partner, though, did he? Uh, no, there's like shilling, but that's not cool, right? Like shilling and Beltron. That was no, my favorite part better. of the editing I did on the last episode because you did that. So you I have had, to. I had dude. him spin and fly and do an explosion. You have to. If, it, if your name's Beltron. Detective Beltron, you've got to be on the case. It's got to be like a buddy cop. He sounds hot. It's to be interesting. But he sounds hot. Well, well probably Brazilian. He probably doesn't need. Beltran's a, a okay. Brazilian name or a Portuguese name, so oh. probably a decent-looking guy. I'd fuck him. So Detective James Beltran was surveying the scene when... This is in the morning, so he's now come in. Um, he's surveying the scene, and who pulls up in a car? Peter. Just hours after being, can't feel my legs, my bat hurts, whatever. He comes back to the scene just a couple hours later. Looks fa- pretty much fine. He's got a limp, but other than that, looks G to G, right? Good to go. Um, and he just kept asking for his purse. Uh, he met his he meant his fanny pack, but he kept calling it a That's purse. Holy shit. <laughs> Guilty. 98, guys. It's 98, guys. It's 98. Close talker with a fanny pack. Guilty. <laughs> but listen, listen, listen. <laughs> guys, 98, 98. Fanny pack? Fanny pack's not, I mean... Fanny Crazy. Packs, fanny packs were out of style in like 1992. Uh, okay, you arguably, would know, Coop. <laughs> well, When'd yeah. you get rid of yours, dude? Did you I ever still, call it a purse? I still have. Yeah. It. Did you ever call it a purse? Like, there's no, see, so that's, many. That's the difference. Yes. I don't call mine a purse. It's a fanny pack. I give yeah. it the respect that it deserves. Ex- exactly. So, 
So he just pulls up. He pulls up to the scene that he just had this crazy accident and apparently had like a weird spinal cord injury that ended up being just him saying my back hurt a little bit. And um, keeps asking for this fanny pack and he kept calling it his purse and he seemed really, really concerned about finding his purse. Uh... And not asking at all by... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The way about his dead wife that was laying only feet away from him in a body bag. Not concerned about that at all. Well, he I knew need where his wife to put. Yeah, he no. All right, cool. Wife, dead, purse, purse, yeah, purse. <laughs> hat. Maybe did you guys find my hat? Right, like spectacles, testicles, dead yeah. wife, and purse. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. So they're obviously the police are like they're trying not to seem really surprised or taken aback they're kind of like okay they're looking around just kind of like this is fucking weird (laughs) yeah they're like dude first of all these are the same some of the same police are like there from the night before and they're just like like what the fuck bro like why are you you might want to like sleep or figure some shit out but no you've busted out of the hospital only hours after and here you are although weirder stuff has happened and again he's on you know medication whatever he's all fucked up he lost his wife who knows what they give I you in 98 purse. by the way who knows what they give you in 98 when like it was just freewheeling and dealing right he was probably like <laughs> fentanyl fucking methadone they were like bike it in here you go you're good bye he's like cool I'm going to look for my purse <laughs> and they're like have fun bro so that's a good point listen that is a good point if you're- and they did say he was on like He's definitely on painkillers. He's a little bit whatever. Isn't that a thing? Like, if you lose someone close to you, you want to distract yourself. So maybe he was obsessing about his purse to, like, it's not all face possible. the reality of losing his wife. That's all possible. Like, you never know what, you know, I've known people, and you guys have too, and recently have known people that have, like, lost close family members. And they ended up, like, coming to, like, a get-together that we were having like uh at a neighbor's house i think just to be like i don't i don't know what to do right like you know you shouldn't be there it's weird for you to be there but like you just can't be he couldn't be in the hospital he couldn't he can't can't be with himself i don't know so again alone uh, there is a minor difference between going to a get together with friends and returning to the scene of of where your wife died to find your fair fair Coop, that's why you're here, bro. Keep us in check. So uh, police found it strange, obviously, and they were trying to, like, just keep it cool. Be cool, dude. Just fucking act like it's no big deal. And they they decided to use this opportunity to kind of question him a little bit. They wanted to question him anyways, but look, he's here. Opportunity Let's just see what, how he reacts to certain questions. And they were like, so why didn't you you know they're looking at the road they're like why didn't you turn into this mountain 
right? Your brakes are going out. Why don't you turn into the mountain and kind of slide against there instead of going right straight? And it looks like straight on off the cliff. He answered, that's a good question. Now, have you seen my purse? (laughs) (laughs) That's an excellent question, but that's That's, not what we're talking about It's an excellent question, and I'd be happy to answer it once I find my fucking purse. Uh, They were... So at that point, they're like, okay, don't know what we're getting from this guy. Beltron. Detective, yeah. Detective Beltron didn't have a good feeling. I think it's safe to say that every first responder, every police officer just didn't have a great feeling from minute one of this situation, right? Again. Yeah. Yeah, it's not an indication so. of guilt, but everyone kind of was just like... He had a hunch. Huh. Yeah, from first responders to the people that were, you know, treating Peter to the detectives to everything. Everyone's just kind of like, weird. There's just a lot of weird stuff, right? He walked right up to my face and was like... Yeah, and he was like, my have you seen my purse? And he just like kept Spit saying purse. And I was like... Yeah, cool. Let me check in this body bag. You think it might be in there? <laughs> I mean, he just—he didn't even acknowledge that. And, I, and again, a, any piece of evidence on its own is not anything unless you put them all together, right? Yeah. So Beltron did not feel good about this and brought Peter in for questioning. So now they're going to go through all the things that they kind of noted and try and get his explanation because, again— there may be a perfectly good explanation for every weird thing that they thought, right? Um, He asked about, uh, Beltron asked about the window being open by which he was ejected out of. Like, the only way you're ejected out of a window without it breaking is if it's open. He said he was smoking a cigar driving down the road. It's his thing. Loves it. Fine. Okay. Okay. Explained, right? Chick ching check. His purse. He had all his cigars in there. You think? (laughs) Is a fanny pack the best place to? I mean, a fanny pack's not like a humidor. I mean, you keep anything in a fanny pack: guns, all kinds of shit. Yeah, true. In a fanny pack. Oh God, got it. Got to take a drink break for crime juice. Sorry, Coop. I think crime juice. Sorry, Coop. Did I say that already? Yeah, I think we should have crime juice. Yeah, crime juice T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Merch. Hell yeah. I'll design something. You know what I D I do you know what I D need? <laughs> do you know what I D need from you, Jill? Butterfield and Butterfield shirts. Butterfield and Butterfield. <laughs> Can you give me a soda water? They're yes. right there. Thank you. Let me talk to Coop for a second. Coop. Oh Jesus what Christ. What are we gonna do about Joel, this could you, fucking could you Joel dude, right? to to What Jesse? are we gonna do about Joel? I have no, no. fucking idea. All right, okay. It's, it's like wrangling. So <laughs> so um, no, it's, he's still here. He can still here. Um, so he was smoking a cigar. Fine. Check, check, check. That checks out, right? When he was asked about Renette's airbag being turned off, he said she was five foot, five foot one. And air, an airbag would do more damage, which there are studies. I don't know about 98, whatever. Okay. He said it would be yeah. it would do more damage, so they had turned it off a, a long time ago. Couldn't he just get her a booster seat? <laughs> That's what we do with my nephew. Right? Thank you. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joel. What a sweetie pie. 
Um, you gotta make a you gotta make a spritza. A crime so, spritza. I know that we're getting uh, we're going to be getting into more of the evidence later, but it is a little strange that somebody would turn off the airbag for their five foot tall, fully adult wife. Do you think there was? I have definitely heard that before. I'm sure you have too. Where it's like if exactly like for example, if there's a kid that's short in the front, like you don't the airbag will actually hurt them more than it will help them yeah i've heard that they can decapitate infants and things like that but in terms of an adult i've i have never heard any sort of height limit again we have to think about this in like 98 terms though too so in 98 terms i would say that nobody is nobody even thought about that right okay but he did say it and the cops were kind of like so it must have been a thing right because they go okay fine checks out right when questioned about the full gas cans in his truck He said he filled them up for a trip to Vegas because he didn't want to fill up at the more expensive stations there. I know people that do that. Do you? Oh, God. I thought that was crazy, especially if you have $500 bottles of wine. Like, you're really fucking taking the time to not. That's why he has to do that. Spend $500 on a bottle of wine. Of course you got to cut corners somewhere else. You got to trim the fat somewhere. Lord. Lord. It is strange, but just... I know a couple with, penal, with penny pitchers, penny, penny, but that pitchers. have, but that also have like really like other luxuries that are like frivolous. Yeah, I've even talked to him, been like, "Wait, you have a million okay. fucking dollars? Why okay. are you? Why are you? Uh, you're going like he'll drive an extra no, but ten minutes just to get the, the difference deeper, between yes. having the My money. Does that. But does your stepdad also have like? weird ass other things that he spends again like five hundred dollars on wine that he's not gonna drink or like other luxuries you're either a (laughs) penny pincher or you're not no the funny thing is my uh my stepdad doesn't have strange luxuries that he likes to spend money on my mom sure as hell does (laughs) so he's got to save some money okay and that that makes sense that adds up though that makes sense yeah it makes sense but it is weird that he has a fucking wine collection with but he's the one that like that ha- likes the nicer things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I think that it is strange that, I mean, back in 1998, there's there's not going to be that much of a difference in gas prices. Between- and I'm sure it's just like a thing that you do. Like everybody in the community is like, yep, better fill up here before you, right? And everyone just kind of does a, it and you just do it. There was a there was someone, a Drinking Bros listener or a Conoblast listener that came here and was like, Gas is so cheap here. I brought like ten gas tanks, and I'm bringing it back to Idaho or some shit like that. Well, yeah, with- but that was a poor, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, he lives in it. Uh, J- just private, kidding. Yeah. I'm just no. Kidding. I don't think it was because. Do you think that we would interact with somebody like that? Also, uh, like no fans and like <laughs> listeners of Drinking Bros. They're wild cards. They're all rich, dude. <laughs> right? Don't you think? Oh, I, I would I hope. Would imagine so. The ones I've met have all been pretty fucking rich, to be honest. Well, compared to me. Pretty true, huh? <laughs> yeah. They're all good. They're they're ballers. at least There's they're doing ballers. better than us. Let's let's be real, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> They've got their life a lot more figured out than we do. They're not having as much fun as us though. What? That's why they listen. Hey, those fair. Are, those are both very fair arguments. I agree with both of them. It's true. So they go, okay, fine. So yeah. Shut up, Joel. What? <laughs> Nothing. What did I do? Nothing, nothing. Keeping it to myself. Gotta say it now. Was it Butterfield and Butterfield? (laughs) (laughs) 
Can you not stop thinking about Butterfield and <coughs> Butterfield? If they have a logo, I'm putting it up on the screen every time we say it. <laughs> I think they must. It's a, Like I said, it's a well-known antique dealer. Is there such thing as a well-known antique dealer? Uh, have you not heard out, of Butterfield out, and Butterfield? Uh, hello, Butterfield I mean, and out, Butterfield? Outside of the re- the retirement community, is there such thing as a, well, a well-known antique dealer? Uh, in Ventura, there was the Retarded Children's Fund. <laughs> That's a thrift store? Is Again, a lot dealer? different. They had a antiques. Lot different. I, I think it's more of a charity No, they didn't, bro. Store. They had some stuff, remember, that they thought was something, and they would make it like 500 bucks, and you're like, oh, yeah. dude, this shit is and broken, stinky. They're like, yeah, but that's the antique business. It's better you. than this thing, and you're like, fine. Um, <laughs> shut up, Joel. It's true. He also he said he also needed the gas for like snow blowers and other shit at his house, lawnmowers, what have you. Mm. Uh, when asked about their marriage, he initially said they were fine, everything was great, no problemos. That's what everybody says. Right. And then when he was pressed, he said, you know, they're not doing well. She's spending a lot of time away. He's very lonely. It's not good. They're, they were trying to work on it. Whatever. Once again, something that you would hear in most rela- relationships if you press for more information. Right. It's fine. Like, but, oh, dude, dude, yeah. Married 11 years. Oh, we're fucking great. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I think this is a good time to kind of go into Renette and what she, just her shit real quick. Okay. So victim blame much, sorry, (laughs) but if we're going to go into like, Oh, a close talker, fanny pack, fuck him. I think we also need to go into the annoying behavior of Renette, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just fair. So, uh, she went to college at UC Davis, and she was initially going to be a pediatrician. Pretty quickly, she changed her mind. She wanted to be a pharmacist, right? So then she went for pharmacology. Uh, and then after being a very successful pharmacist, uh, she decided, actually, no, traveling is my passion. So I'm already fucking annoyed with her. Can yeah, I say this? Here. I'm already, like, annoyed with you. As a wife, I'm annoyed. Right? (laughs) Um, After a couple of European trips. So first she was like, my passion is traveling. Okay, honey, that's not really a job. But look, you make a lot of money. We're fine. Go ahead. Well, also, anybody who's spent any time on a dating application knows that every girl's passion is traveling. Whose isn't? So then she, and especially if you have money. So she went to, like, she went to a couple trips in Europe and was like, this is what I want to do. Yeah, bitch, we all do. Everyone yeah, does. Do Who travel? wouldn't? Go on, oh, my gosh. On vacation? Guys, I found... It's the same way I feel about chefs, by the way. <laughs> oh, I was going to be in finance, and then I just, like, started cooking, and I realized I like cooking, and I like food. Do you? <laughs> I realized that I like doing blow and Whoa, food. yeah, I realized Every that I like not having any kind of schedule world. whatsoever and fucking <laughs> staying up, going to after hours when I get off at three in the morning. Like, okay, you're a chef. Good for you. It's the same way I feel about her, right? She's like, I want to travel. And so she actually ended up getting a job with the tour company that she was taking all these trips with 
So she was just traveling like as a person on the the guided tour and then was like, you know what? I could do this. I'm fucking rich. I could do whatever I want. So then she was like, I want to do this and ended up getting into that. So she was even actually before she came back from this Italy trip, she was looking at buying a condo in Italy and like having like she's looking at property without her husband that she's going to. OK, so I think it's safe to say, A, she's a little wishy washy and a little bit annoying, but she's also done with the marriage kind of yeah, seems like right. Like if you're looking at property, if you're looking your at spouse. condos. Yeah. Not with your spouse. It's safe to say you kind of don't want to do it anymore, right? Maybe I just don't know, little. but I, I, no, I feel like, like this is the first time I'm disagreeing with both of you. I think this would really? be awesome. That she would be away yeah, from like him. You've been married for fucking 11 years. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's first it's, red flag. It's right fine. There. It's fine. Nothing's wrong. Right. But oh, you're kind of you, just. As the husband, you're like, oh, you want to stay away for a month? Go. Oh. But he wasn't like that. That's the difference. He wasn't like that. I would enjoy the time off. It gets you time apart. You could, when you meet back up, it's like, oh, it's like the first time again. Joel, it sounds great. If it was mutually discussed. Exactly. It was mutually discussed and that he was feeling Um, the same way. But he was constantly like, he didn't want to be alone. He was feeling lonely. He didn't want her to do it. Didn't want her to do it. That's fucked up then. And she was just like, sorry. And there is something to that too. Like, this is what I want to do. I'm 49. It's my money. Fine. But in that sense, if one person. Yeah. I'm the hottest I'm ever going to (laughs) be. I'm 50. (laughs) And so. Yeah. I would would hope. Or else I'm screwed. Monica Bellucci. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Selma Hayek. I think she's in the 50s now. Yep. Sofia Vergara. I think she's pushing 50. I don't know. I'm yes. kind of a fan of older women personally. So yeah, I'm yeah, but you like the, the Latin the darker, ones, yeah, obviously. And by the way, a little bit. Latin skin doesn't do the same thing as blonde white lady skin. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping I was Mexican for all those years, but I'm not. You better start traveling soon, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm at the peak. I'm going to get it. Hey, Ross, I'm getting a condo in Italy. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, you know. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know how it is. And he's like, what are you talking about? First of all, you've taken a job that you are now taking European trips for six to eight weeks. And now you're buying be, a condo? I mean, what the fuck? So It has to be a huge pay cut also. Huge pay cut. And, you he's know, it's not savings. something that he wanted. What does he do? He was a. He printer. works for what? Butterfield and Butterfield. (laughs) Were you setting me up, bitch? You are setting me up. You are setting me up. But anyways, um, so I I think it was important to just kind of go into that a little bit. That was happening before. There might be a little, if I'm speculating, Coop, I'm sure you are too. If I'm speculating, maybe he's feeling like she's trying to get out. Or moving away, mm. right? So I've, I've got kind of a theory about that, but we'll talk about it at the end of the Perfect. episode. So in the interrogation, so now we're back in the interrogation, police decide to try one more tactic with Peter, and they told him that they had actually talked to a groundskeeper in the area, and he had seen everything that happened. Again, I don't love that cops can lie, but you should know that they 
do. By the way, Peter should not even gone into this interrogation room. You lawyer up immediately, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, so Peter was visibly shaken when they said this. It was almost like somebody punched him. And then he just kept going into how lonely he was and how she was gone all the time and that she, you know, was not giving him attention and she would leave for months and she just wasn't around and it was awful. And they were like, all right, dude. Again, because of all the questions that he answered and they kind of like ticked the boxes of like, okay, you explain that, you explain that. They didn't feel like they had a lot to go on in that interview and they weren't going to get anywhere. So Beltron continued the invest. They let him go. They let Peter go. All right, you're free to go. Now, as we know from other cases, they make him think like, you're good. You're cleared. We're just investigating this as an accident. Mm -hmm. But behind the scenes, if a dog has a bone like a Beltron, (laughs) he's going to keep kind of investigating on his own behind the scenes, right? Uh, ideally, that's what's going to make a good detective right. regardless. They're going to be Where suspicious you don't just go of like, All right, dude, well, that sounds good. See ya, yeah. right? Like yeah. you, you want ex- somebody that's naturally a that if you're looking for feel a, that. Yeah, if you're looking for a good detective or if you're looking for a good like CIA agent, you want somebody that's that's very distrusting of other people and you want somebody that's got a high level of anxiety, ideally, because they're not going to trust anyone and they're going to question everything. You and think? That's actually something that the CIA looks for when they're recruiting new, really? new agents. They look for people that have anxiety and that have, I don't want to say... Do you think like that's why there's... Trust issues, but, but yeah, they want is. somebody who's suspicious of other people. Why aren't you a CIA agent? Do you think that there there's a lot of I got innocent people in prison because of that? Absolutely. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Because like I was saying in the beginning, like if somebody doesn't like you and they want to find something... They can, right? Hey, look, I didn't say it was a perfect system. I'm just saying that's how it is. It's not my choice. Fair. That's fair. (laughs) Thank you, Coop. So he was quietly uh, investigating, and they let uh, Peter go to just be a real cool dude, right? (laughs) He just went out, and he was just a real cool dude in Lake Tahoe. Uh, So we first just got rid of all of Renette's stuff. Like, immediately got rid of everything that she owned, any possession. That was, like, first order of business, which was a little bit weird. But, you know, again, just on its own, it's like, maybe you don't want to be around all her stuff. I don't know. Usually it takes a, a little bit of time. You would think for a second, but, I mean, for me personally, I don't think I would want to around the stuff but I wouldn't get rid of it immediately it depends on the personality in my yeah opinion. so that's not I mean people in his community kind of thought it was weird and family thought it was weird but like it's not if that's the only piece of evidence again not that weird yeah not nearly enough um, Peter uh, actually as well got a insurance there was an insurance policy on Renette and so this was not gotten it wasn't it wasn't obtained right before or anything like that. It was something that they had in place already. Um, and it was $250,000, I guess, 1998. 
That's a lot. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know, know if that's murder money, but I'm not a poor, so I, I don't understand how much that. Yeah, is. to me that sounds like fucking pennies. I probably but anyway, have that in the seats of my seats on my couch. <laughs> I can't even. Imagine we know Coop. <laughs> we know Coop. I know. I can't even imagine. Um. So, also, he did something real weird. He there was a piece of property that Renette owned because they grew up on this dairy farm in California. They ended up owning the land. Parents died and it was like in the brothers. She had two brothers and her. And so it was like they all kind of owned the land and were just kind of letting it appreciate, you know, and it was a dairy farm. So it was still generating income. Peter decided to, we're not going to say blackmail but he ended up calling them and was like hey uh i've lost renette's income for this amount of years you can either be because the the property now is going to go into my name because i'm her husband right so it's going to go from her to me and i'm going to now be in business with you guys you fucking want that you want me fucking breathing into your mouth with my fanny pack on (laughs) you know what i mean and they were like uh no we don't like if you're not married to our, you know, like if our sister's dead, we don't actually kind of want anything to do with you. And so he was like, okay, cool. So we could either be in business or you can give me $200,000 and I'll be out. And so they were like kind of back against the wall at that point. Cause they didn't want to have to run everything past him or like be in any kind of situation with him. So they ended up paying him $250,000. He now has $450,000 from the death of uh, Renette. And his, her family now is like, hey, we were thinking this was an accident. Now we're like, fuck you, dude. You murdered our sister. So now they're Damn. cooperating. And isn't this how it always works? Greedy. It, it's isn't it how it always works the, uh, is when you're trying to like get more than you got like even like trying to get more than the, you got you get got exactly the last uh, there was a couple that were like got caught by trying to get more than the pretty substantial insurance policy that yeah. they got the right they're trying to one. sue yeah they're the trying to guy. sue yeah. the company or trying to sue i mean I think if he didn't get from the family, I could see him even suing the city for the guardrail not being, like, strong enough. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it was probably going to go that far. So he got the initial insurance payment, and then he got an extra 200000 from the family. Mm-hmm. From my understanding, the insurance also had a clause that if it was an accidental death, Thank you, Coop. Thank you, Coop. Good A couple point. hundred thousand more on top of that. Um, I think he million dollars off of that. I think he got that amount because it was an accident. I think it was like because like the full amount that he got was. So you're saying he got more than that? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm. I'm Yeah, because the final amount ended up being like over five hundred thousand. So he must have gotten that extra accidental. Yeah, there was there was a thing in their insurance policy that if it was an accident. He would get more. Yeah, it paid out either a, another hundred thousand or Coop. another. I don't like that he like you, went with his wife's sisters and like fucking brothers, brothers, like, brothers. Even like that's get money from that's them. bold. Yeah, to go to the brothers and be like, hey guys, and I think that's the only way that you can do it because you're kind of being like, hey guys, 
man to man. You want to be in business with me or do you want to fucking pay me off? Do you know what I mean? Like that is a, that is such a super cool. Right. So he's just like being super cool all around town. Like I said, um, and the family now is like, "Mm, never mind. Fuck you. Anytime a detective calls or if there's whatever, like we are cooperating and starting to give accounts of things we've seen and, you know, uh, a little window into their marriage. So now Beltron and the family were kind of on the case. The investigation would find that Peter was a big creeper that while his wife was away on these trips would ask out colleagues at Butterfield and Butterfield <laughs> and women around town. He even said to like one of the neighbors, I, I see that your husband's gone a lot. And she's like, are you, how? she was like, I couldn't figure out how he was saying it. Like, you know, I'll make sure you're okay, or I'm a creeper. She was just like, it was fucking weird. There was Either also way. A, a close friend of his his recently deceased wife that mm. he made a move on not long after her untimely Perfect. Death. Did she testify? One of them did, huh? Uh, one of them did. I know yeah. that she did an interview. Yeah. Um, so, by the way, no one wanted I to... I this guy right now. He, no one wanted... But again, I've you have to mind. keep the open mind of, like, it doesn't mean you're guilty to be a creeper but creepers get in accidents too right so no one actually took him up on these no one took him up on these advances uh (laughs) go figure right yeah joel let's see a a picture of what this guy looks like and tell me why nobody's rolling up (laughs) fanny pack getting right in your face hey that's sexy this is mouth to mouth hey yeah (laughs) Damn it, I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much. So he, so there's no, like, ch- actual cheating, but it's not from lack of trying, right? So there's so many accounts of him, like, trying to actually... Yeah, it's so it, it shows that he yeah, it's is... essentially cheating. It shows that he's trying. Yeah. The sad truth is just, like, nobody wanted to take him up on it, right? It's, it's not due to a lack of want. It's yes. due to a lack of, like... A tr- Good genetics, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. So there are a few things that you've talked about that I didn't find out. And uh, initially when we started this episode, I I thought that I was on the fence. I have have fully made a decision at this point. But I've been doing my due diligence. You really? I've built up a case. I love that he started taking notes and shit. Have you noticed in the last like two, three episodes now? He's like writing shit the whole time? Yes. It's because I'm getting old. I want to know if no, it's just but a like it's, drawing of dicks or if it's actually notes. Yeah, should we take a picture of yeah, what see, the actual thing? No. He um, turned it <laughs> No. So Coop is my uh, my devil's advocate, essentially. Yeah. Dick on here. So like with these cases in particular, you do need someone else to be like, yeah, but, or I fell down a cliff and nothing happened, right? Or... Whatever. Well, it, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of things to consider in any criminal case. Right. And also, the listeners need to be able to make their own decision. So yes. we've got to present all of the evidence so, yes. so they can come to their own conclusion. Because regardless be of what we think. Lives soon. Exactly uh, yeah, right. We're judge, if, jury, and... If the and, legislature uh, passes, execution it probably won't. It probably won't. <laughs> Thanks, um, Biden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... 
they had all they uh, got all these women to come out and they kind of found. So in the investigation, they're finding women's, you know, talking about how much he was a creeper or whatever. He was hitting on them, groping him in hot tubs, uh, telling them, hey, I see your husband's not around. So there's all these like little things. And then. They uh, looked, They then looked into the truck, right? So they had a mechanic look at the truck. And Finally, I've been waiting for this. Like, right. Where's the evidence that the brakes went out? Prepare to be disappointed. They didn't find anything mechanically wrong with the truck. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> by the way, I'm sorry. Like, What the fuck? Why didn't they check that like day one? But well, I don't know if that good. can't be, be, if that was like, you know, a smoking gun, he would have been arrested right then. It clearly is not. Like, you can see that there's nothing mechanically wrong, but there's not, something could have gone wrong. Yeah, right? but that's, I think that's negligence on the cops, to be honest. Like, fuck, the brakes went out? Okay, your wife's dead. All right, let's check. Let's just check the Is there brakes. anything wrong with the brakes? Brakes look fine. Well, You're a liar. You're going to jail. It's not like it's... Piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking not, fanny pack. Now, I, I agree with you, but it's not like it's standard operating procedure to investigate every single death. There has to be... There has to be something So they're kind of doing this on their own. What about the detective the next day? Like, why didn't he... Make, why did, the, who, who's the guy that said, no, why didn't you turn into the mountain? I hear you. No, 1998, again, I, small town, yeah, even, upper class. These are like upper class people. Like, you know, I mean, even it's an in, accident. Like, like you even do in not. They, the there's a whole lot of red tape that's, you know, just caused by the, the whole bureaucratic system that we have. So even talking if, about breaks right now, but I like the innocent. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying like, even if the detective thought that it was suspicious, He's going to have to go through a handful of steps yeah. to actually open an investigation because the investigation is going to cost there's money. Accidents, the the there's, state doesn't want to spend the money on the investigation if they don't have to. Think of how many accidents there are a day check the fata- with fatalities, right? How many accidents there are a day with fatalities? What if they had to go into every single one and try and find... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah there, there's no so, way that they can open a criminal investigation for every single. Well, no, on just like mechanical failure for the 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 price of the vehicle would be the insurance would have to pay for the price of the vehicle if the vehicle malfunctioned. It would be through his insurance, so they would check it without it being a crime, right? Uh, if he I, said I it was the brakes didn't work, you know, I like, think that's yeah, that's more, fair. It, He's still alive. I mean. Well, for you're not wrong. I mean, he's not wrong. Uh, but. No, he's not. No, I'm. I'm not disagreeing with that's the way that Cops that's, that's how things should work. Uh, yes, but they it's don't. Just, that's that's not how they do work. work. Because even if uh, so, let's say it was some sort of mechanical failure on the car, that has to happen quite a few times before before the actual manufacturer is going to put any money into investigating whether or not and this having is a, like a recall. True, but yeah. if if somebody I just dies. Find it. And the reason is because the brakes went out. You would look at the brakes. That's like if someone gets shot with a fucking gun. You're like, ah, oh, well, we don't have to look at the gun for any reason. No, she was killed by the brakes not working. True. So you, you should investigate how she died. I love the innocence of Joel, right? What the fuck? Uh, the innocence of like, why can't we just fucking investigate everything? Yeah, Or just the it, one it would, thing. It would be good. Buddy, everything we're, else. buddy, we're... They didn't. They're literally just like asking him questions to actually take the time to like get 
the, you know, forensically look at the truck. Yeah. As we know from Wheels of Justice, right? It's already at this point, like, two years later. Do you know what I mean? Like, the Wheels of Justice are, like, it has to be a Beltron (laughs) that, like, is like, I'm fucking, I'm doing it. No, I get it. And I like your passion. Like, if I was a cop, Absolutely. I would just look Imagine at the that was your sister, well, right? Was yeah. Well, yeah. if it was anybody, if any car falls off a cliff, I would just look at at the mechanics of the vehicle for five seconds. Right. Well, there's there's and a I have bit. enough knowledge to know if the brakes are like you could look under the hood for two seconds and see if you cut the brake lines or if there's nothing wrong with them. It's so you, you could in some situations a, have a, a drink, car buddy. that is dying. Do you have some? <laughs> I got heated. No, he needs he needs a little brown liquor, I think. Yeah. Joel, do you now want to share it, a little bit? Now, of my, by the way, brown liquor thing? does a different thing to Joel than it does to me. I think it might calm him down a little bit. Yeah, do you it does think? calm me down. Uh, With yeah. me, I would yeah, be like that the entire episode. <laughs> Why the fuck will you fuck? If I so we need to we need to oh, balance tequila. out the ratio of brown liquor between the two of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I'm a little bit more heated because I'm like, look, man, wheels of justice, <laughs> wheels of justice, dude. And you're like, man, somebody fucking died. And I'm like, I mean, accidents, right? No, I like it, Joel. We need it. We need it. That being said, you also have to imagine that this is a truck that fell down at what a seven or eight hundred foot cliff. It's going to be all smashed up. You're going to need... It's not something you'd be able to look at and immediately identify it. So let's say the the brake lines were cut. That could have happened in the accident. Or if something malfunctioned with the brakes. It just seems like the first thing to look at. It. I agree. It it would be... Instead of the last... Can you tell... Can you fully tell if something weird happened to the brakes? from looking at the mangled car. That's, I mean, look, there was yeah, no, was there was no, nothing mechanically wrong with the truck. Yeah. Is there a world where a new, you know, one-year-old truck is having weird brake issues due yes, to yes. a sensor or what have you, right? I don't know. So no. that wasn't like them being like... I bet you if you look it up, it's 0%. That's I think they're actually, yeah, there might have. It is a Ford, though, and right one around of his, that era, oh, well, Ford Explorers were having a big problem with flipping over randomly. We'll get, we'll get into, <laughs> we'll get into kind of a now little bit in this hairs. later. <laughs> All right. All right. So then uh, the officers uh, at the scene on the day who also did not get a good feeling. So now we've got. Beltron and the uh, <laughs> Beltron, like Megatron. <laughs> um, and then we have the police officers that were there on the day. That That's d- how they seem to me now. But they did not have a good feeling either. So they're now, all of them, the people that were there the first day, are now kind of on the scene and doing investigation. So they got a truck of the same year. Make, model, everything. And they went down the road at night at like a really, at like high speed and kind of tried to recreate like what it would feel like to, not that their brakes were going to go out, but like if something happened, how easy it would be or what would happen, whatever. And they determined um, that he could have easily maneuvered away from this weird lookout and gone into 
the mountainside and either gone like along the mountain or even shit. I mean, crash into a mountain before you go off a cliff, right? As far as yeah. like yes, saving common sense. common sense, right? So it was like, and they determined that it was really easy no matter how fast you were going, no brakes, whatever. It's not even that steep of a, a decline or for the truck. He's like, Cruising at like 20. Like, <laughs> I lost the brakes. I lost the brakes. No, but they did it really fast. Like just assuming that he was going like pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And then like at this point was like, was so okay, fast. what if something happened right here? And they did it a couple times. Like what, you know, where would be, I mean, it, super easy is what they determined. It wasn't just like, uh, you know, right there. It was like you had to. If the the other thing. Right there at that last minute. You could just turn. Yes. The other thing is the guardrail impact. Uh, they found it um, impossible to go straight through it the way that he did at, like, if you're driving down this road, you would go, like, along the side of it and kind of go, do you know what I mean? Off the edge of it. It would do its To job. go literally yeah. in the... to. To get it to the point where you're going straight through in a perfect truck size hole, you had to be facing the guardrail and holy shit, straight through, right? So, so it just wasn't. It didn't it seem turn towards the fucking thing. Turn towards it or be facing it and push it off or whatever it was. From what they saw, like you would have to literally like screech do you know what i mean like do a straight turn and go straight into this thing which was like kind of impossible so the pictures of the broken guardrail if you look at that uh it seems like yeah you're gonna show this and it's it's literally just like a straight hole there's no like yeah going against the side or like you know scraping along the side of the guardrail and kind of like flipping yeah usually you'll hit it turn and then the car will yes fall over no it sideways. was literally like someone was driving straight to a fence and broke broke the gate kind of thing right and also the the break in the guardrail was slightly before a pretty sharp turn it was like in the lookout part right to where yeah. you're like there's a big place to kind of turn so i guess he could have so he it, would have to literally turn right for the guardrail and go straight into it. Uh, I only had a chance to to look at the picture so much, but to me, the way the the guardrail was broken, it should have been at more of a... So he was going towards a, a turn in the road, but the break in the guardrail was before the corner. So it did seem like he was turning towards... The cliff the fucking itself. Cliff. Yeah. Oh, bad. Just saying. So, at this point, they felt that they had enough evidence, although circumstantial, to convict. So, nothing is, like I said, a smoking gun. Nothing is fingerprints. Nothing is anything. It's all just what the police feel and the circumstantial evidence that they have. But on November 17th, the police at the scene got the pleasure of arresting Peter. So it was the yeah! same guys. And they go, hey. The guy even says, like, in one of the documentaries, like, hey, remember me, right? Yeah. He was like a real fucking <laughs> well, Beltron, right? Um, and, yeah, they're like, here you go. 
They just find like a bright pink fanny pack and they're like, found your purse. <laughs> Have fun in jail with this. <laughs> um, he spent five days in jail and was bailed out easily, obviously, because rich people. Mm. What are you going to do? You guys get it. All of the listeners. Um, uh, they do. I thought you meant me. No. Yeah, no, you don't. But everyone listening, they get it. Obviously not us. Only super rich people listen to this show. And I don't know. It's <laughs> just like the demographic. I don't know. Um, so on October 4th, 2001, Joel. Okay. So this happened 98. It's just like taking so fucking long, right? I know yeah. that frustrates you. It does, yeah. You need to maybe get a drink because you're going to get real fucking riled up. There's more shit to rile me up? No. Okay. Um, so, <sighs> so trial begins the case against Peter, right? Fuck yeah. Burn him down. So they bring up the ball cap, as I mentioned in the beginning, the hit Peter's hat that they find on the road before the guardrail, defying the laws of physics, right? So if you're going over, like, objects in motion, stay, stay in motion. motion, right? Okay, so... But you have some kind of... You're going to fucking so, piss Joel off right now? Go ahead! <laughs> I know that... Uh, I thought that the hat being on the road was interesting. The thing that really started changing my mind was the asphalt on his shoes. Yes. Yes. Uh, if that's something you have in your notes, let's let's go on to that. Yes, which we should have gone over earlier. I'm sorry. But, like, it was one of the things that when the investigators started, like, getting deep into it, they had it tested. And it's not just on the shoe it was like the scrapes of the shoe mm. uh had asphalt in there yeah and asphalt the asphalt ended well before the guardrail um so but wasn't he there the day before but it was like the scrapes of like it was damage you know to the if shoes you're that, in that da- the damage during. of the shoe like if you're scraping along yeah. the Along the ground, mm. it should be dirt in there if he's, like, going down the mountain or something like that. And the scrapes I see. cuts in the shoe inside of it were asphalt, not dirt. Right? Yeah, so the, the so hat was out of the truck already. The hat laying on the road, that could have happened with just the hat getting blown off his head if he had the window down, which he says he can't really Or it could have been with a sharp turn and he jumps out, Right. That's the more likely and lets it, the thing go. Well, actually, no. I I would say that that's a a possibility that it fell off when he when he jumped out of the car. What to me, what the smoking gun is, is the fact that there was there was damage to his shoes that had asphalt in the material itself. Right. There's no way that that could have happened if he hadn't jumped out of the vehicle before it went over the edge of the road. The, his hat could have come off beforehand if his window was open because he did specifically say he can't remember if he fell out of the do- uh, fell out of the window or if he opened the door to jump out of the car. So that I can't remember. Uh, well, I mean, really, like I I don't remember so. Bring it back to me falling off a cliff. I don't remember being at the top of the cliff. I remember waking up at the bottom. I don't remember very much before I fell off the cliff because I hit my head. Well, because really, you really had hard. a head injury. He didn't have a head injury. Uh, he, if his story was true, there's a possibility that he did have a head well, injury. He went to the but hospital also, and left. They wouldn't have let him leave, or there would have been some sort of hospital uh, record of him having a head injury. Again, I'm not to always be the the devil's advocate, but. 
uh, I never got a brain scan after I I fell off the cliff. Like I was knocked out for a solid ten or fifteen minutes. The only thing that they did is they X-rayed my legs and they X-rayed my back. They never did a head check. Uh, mm. So I mean that probably explains a lot about you know the way that I am. Now. Everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean everything. But that means <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, going through something like so. Not only is it a, a very intense experience, which can cause you to recollect things differently. If he did hit his head and get knocked out. That could affect his memory, but uh, him. So if he couldn't recall whether or not he opened the door or if he fell out the window, if the window was down, then his hat could have gotten blown off as he was driving down the road or as he was careening towards the edge of the road, or just while smoking his sweet cigar and looking cool. While smoking his while smoking his cigar, yeah. The asphalt in his shoes to me is the smoking gun because that means that for sure he jumped out of the vehicle before it went over the edge. Uh, whether he recalls it or not, that means that he was on his way out of the vehicle before he went over the edge. Uh, and when you but combine again, that with the rest and of it the doesn't, evidence, it doesn't. That that singular that thing, isn't guilt. It's just like he he bailed. Yeah, like combining it with the <laughs> I can picture him like holding the door and the steering wheel at the same right? time, and he's and just like on his feet. At the you know, it's like going straight for the guardrail, and he <laughs> fucking bails. Right, he has no seatbelt on. I'm actually so, impressed he didn't have more injuries if he's not That's what in I'm shape. saying. So even if he did do that, if he jumped, let's say, let's say he jumped and he didn't like get out and push it over, he would have, I mean, you're going on asphalt. Your shoes are scraped up. How is your, yeah, what how is he, your is body well, not scraped been, up? Do you know what I mean? Or are you dragging like, and you land, do you know what I mean? Do you kind of just like oh, yeah, that's... jump and like land on the ground? I mean, again, no asphalt anywhere else. Okay, hang on. Uh, right. So imagine you're driving towards the edge of a cliff on the side of a road. What is the? You're most likely going to jump out towards the last possible moment. Well, that's what I was. What most I was saying is he's the... holding the door with one hand, the string with the other, and his feet are on the street already, and he's like. Aiming it, and then he just like steps out. Yeah, what I what I was picturing is him must have been going pretty slow. Bailing out of the car, trying to land on his feet right at the edge of the road. So and he then got like, asphalt stuck in his shoes, and then tumbled down the hill maybe a little bit. But in uh, that scenario, he would have more dirt on the front, and they said he only had it on his butt. So what I he must have been going pretty. What slow. I take from like only having it on the butt is that he got out, you know, like jumped out and or like slid a little bit, did actually land on his feet. It went over and then he kind of like shimmied, you know, like how you would do down a hill that's like a little bit steep, but not really. You kind of slide on your butt down because why would there not be anything on the front? Do you think that she was dead before the vehicle went over the cliff? Now, that to me seems like a bridge too far, only like because all of her injuries seemed like indicative of like rolling and crashing in the car. But if somebody was because they did do an autopsy, so they didn't find anything like that. Okay, so with the I was about to ask that, did they? Yeah, they didn't find that like there was anything that wouldn't. That was out of place from being in the crash that she was, was there in. Any antifreeze inside of her. Antifree. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is, uh, from the records that I read, 
her body was in bad enough condition that uh, they they were even having a hard time. I, she had a, yes. a lot of damage to her body. Yes. So would they actually able, couldn't determine. You're right. They would couldn't you be able determine, to determine if, he was, if she had been strangled to death. They didn't. They did say that because of the severity of her injuries, they were not able to determine whether she was death. dead first. You could have just like beat the shit out of her out of a rage and then aimed the fucking truck perfectly and like hit the gas while standing outside the fucking There was car no in his I mean in his history they did have like some weird fights the neighbor uh witnessed um she was trying to leave she had luggage and he the was following her thing. with the snowblower just like blowing snow in her face as she's trying to leave. So I feel fuck? like I feel like that's but something there was that no... Joe would do to show that he loves me though. Right. Well you but of like I don't life. want you to leave. <laughs> I love you I love you so much. I don't want you to leave, right? But as far as like any domestic violence or anything like that, there was that's no a... record of it. None of the family or anything saw anything to that effect. There was no rage and they didn't find anything else in the truck, like um, actually his could... ex-wife. To be honest, his ex-wife did test, end up testifying in the case that he would be super nice outwardly, and then at home he would go crazy. He never hit her, or did anything to her, but he would get really mm-hmm. mad. But you know, Doesn't and kind of do that. Yeah, I mean, if that's a you know evidence of fucking murder. And they didn't find anything else. In the- Guilty, right? I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, don't uh, don't interview Ross about whether you know. But I mean, getting frustrated and screaming inside your own home. Sure. So, like, in a while, that's you know, gonna, that doesn't mean you're murdering anybody. And then you also think nature. about <laughs> this is a little bit in the weeds, but you think about you know boring upper class people. They haven't led the, like, dirtbag toxic life that we have, right? So, like, (laughs) to them, to them, what is going crazy? You know? Uh, Is it he raised his voice and he was stomping around the house? Or is it, like, he yelled in my face and went out to my, went out to the street and threw my garbage cans uh, into... You know, the windshield into the windshield of my car, and then or you know what I mean. Eighteen holes in the walls every Friday. Every Friday, right? And or then we it, just like it was cool because that's just what he did. Is it right? like a normal relationship where it's like, ah, Peter knocked out another one of my teeth? Yes, Ugh, Mondays. Yes. So like, there is this element of like these, sorry, but a little bit more boring, well-adjusted people, right? Uh, you mean that healthy. probably <laughs> healthy, healthier people well-adjusted that probably go like, he went crazy. And you're like, well, let me tell you about going crazy, right? So that a little bit too is subjective as well. So that, that was the only thing that the ex-wife said was like, he was very nice in public. And then sometimes at home, he would just rage out. Didn't hit her, didn't do anything like that, but he would get very mad, right? So you go, mm, I wish. Yeah, that's I wish nice. it was just, yeah, wow, what a dream. You guys had a, so, a dream relationship if that's all that happened. Gentlemen to me. <laughs> yeah, wow. My gosh. 
Um, <laughs> no bruises above the neck? Huh? Hello. Yeah. Nothing was like, nothing was like weirdly thrown, again, through the windshield or back uh, window of your car. Like a pipe or a... No, you're... Somebody threw a pipe through your back window of your car once? Yeah. Actually, no, their own car in my driveway. Nice. In a fit of of rage, yeah. But again, they're just messing up their own stuff. And it's kind of hot, right? (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, well, he didn't do anything to my car. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) I mean, it was like a little bit scary, but you're kind of like, meh. Okay, he had the wherewithal <laughs> to be like, I'm going to hurt my, my own car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the guy rages out a little bit in his own home that he pays for. Sorry. That's what I call a keeper. Sorry, girlfriend. It's going to happen. <laughs> um, so uh, they also, <laughs> so I said the ball cap and then um, Peter's lack of injury. Lack of like anything kind of outwardly being wrong with him doesn't strange. yes if he's doesn't not in look shape, you couldn't jump out of a car without getting hurt so without that makes getting hurt or again if you're gonna go if you're gonna jump on the asphalt like something's gonna be wrong if you're gonna fall in the dirt with you're gonna have something somewhere right that makes you feel like he so. even like, if he's cheap. guilty it's weird but do you know that, what I mean uh, I I would I'm with mean, Coop on this it makes me feel like there was like, something pre done like. She was either asleep, and that's or a theory. He her, it's or a he theory. Knocked her out before, and so do you think he just kind of like that is a theory too, where he just kind of like, you know, they parked, he got out, put a pipe between the seat and the in the well, literally didn't put it in park and just kind of pushed it, just went off like, or keep, you know, yeah, my car. If I don't put it in park, it's going and it's still in drive when I open the door and get out, it's going it to go forward. forward. I don't think that, that, that explains it breaking through the guardrail, though. Because that's going to take a, a little bit of force. Like, if you just put Do it you in, think that it's it just going to stop? And roll. Yeah, and again, so that's gonna, why... There's a pipe in the... But that's why it's so... Nothing. And that's why it's so weird is because you go like, but then how? And why? And like, if this is how you're going to do it, you're keep, you're putting yourself in insane danger as well. Okay, hear me out. Here's what happened. I've, I've, her, I've got a theory from start to finish too. You he knocked first. her out in some way ahead of time. On the way there, he either beat her, he either punched her in the head until she passed out, or he drugged her or something. They didn't okay. test. He gets there. He stands outside. He puts a pipe between the seat and the gas pedal, like you see in movies. That was not. Right? It's I in think- neutral. Right, he pops it in drive. He slides because he's he's fucking an idiot. So he's like, oh shit, and he lets go. Right, mm-hmm. it takes off. Boom, boom, Possible. boom. It crashes. He goes down there, grabs the pipe, takes the pipe out, throws it away, climbs over, sits down, and calls the cops. Well, Gets we do have, but we do have. Uh, there is a paper trail of when she's picked up from the airport, and when he calls. Right. Yeah. So. It's not that long. Well, so it, it'd be different. It'd be different, though, if well, it was like hours later, he has like, you know, they've driven down this road. He's, you know, done all this stuff, gotten the pipe, whatever. Then he's calling. Maybe they the never hours later. found the pipe, you know, or whatever he used. Maybe got dislodged from crashing. 
Because that's like the only way I can honestly think. The only way that could happen without him falling or diving out of the fucking car to go fast enough to break a guardrail, he would and have to have it why, going without him being in and it. And this is why it's a debate because you just go, okay, I don't like this guy. He's a close talker. He wears a fanny pack. He's a fucking creeper. He works for Butterfield and Butterfield. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's obviously going to divorce him. He doesn't want to lose that, you know, income. And if he gets divorced, by the way, he gets nothing. Right. So she dies by accident. He gets everything. She divorces him in whatever agreement they have. He gets nothing. Yeah. So um, he crashes the truck. But how he did it is... Let's just go confusing. through really quick what what they lay out in in the actual trial. Okay. Cool. And then his defense. So the lack of injury, like we said, his inability to say how he was ejected. He was like, maybe I opened the door. Maybe I was ejected out the window. Again, we don't know what happened. The gas cans in the back mm-hmm. they use as uh, the prosecution uses as evidence. His ability to use a cell phone while sliding down a mountain, by the way, that <laughs> yeah. was like, uh, and that was, th- you, all of us, <laughs> minute one, were like, um, <laughs> weird, right? They also played the 911 um, call where he just, would not say where he was, even though he clearly knew it was, again, the spot they knew really well. Um, They had been down that road a million times. Like, why could he not just say the road, the area, the thing? He could have said Slide Mountain. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, he just didn't. It was what state are you in? Yeah. Like, where where are (laughs) you? State of panic. Where are you? Yeah. Um, his attention that he was putting on other women, they introduced the truck showing no mechanical problems, obviously his manner that night, they definitely took note of interview, you know, uh, the, the testimony of the police officers and detectives and everyone that was there, his last purse. Exactly right. That we never find out. It's 1998. So probably his pog collection. His slammer, his fucking, his slammers, dude, his fucking poison gold-plated slammer. poison slammers, poison slammer. <laughs> dude. I've tried to talk about pogs a million times on Ross Patterson Revolution, and Ross is just like, he I don't. Know what that is, it's not of the era, and I was just like, dude. Pogs, Pogs dude, the chokehold, the chokehold that Pogs had on us, those containers and the yeah, fucking that was slammers. gambling for kids. Yeah. 100%. And even if you didn't know how to play, you were collecting Pogs, oh, yeah. you were collecting slammers. Like, I had two of those fucking cases, one full of slammers and one full of Pogs. But why, dude? <laughs> Did I like remember? no one, I, if someone asked me, I could not tell them why. Oh, how do you play? I don't know. You but I had all them. the shit. I had all the shit. Yeah, I remember when you play for slammers. Like, wait, you want to play, you play for, slammers? for slammers? All right, motherfucker, let's I go. I don't know even how to play for slammers. Well, but anyways, all it was is if you doing. flip the pog over, you get to keep the pog. So well, yeah, but how do you play for slammers? You, you stack the slammers Thank instead you. of the pogs. <laughs> Tell me. I had stacks. Who has that kind I of money? I had canisters Dude, I won slam. Like, uh, when you were losing a lot, somebody would be like, I'm out. I'm like, all right, dude, I'll put a slammer down. Like as a pog, right? So it just there's a slammer mixed into the stack of pogs, and if you can flip the slammer, you get the slammer from them. You steal their slammer. 
That's like street racing for pink slips. How he's yeah. saying how he's saying slammer is like Butterfield and Butterfield. <laughs> <laughs> it's your slammer. You, do a you get a slammer. <laughs> yeah. no, sorry. Um, Shut up about fucking pogs. Sorry. <laughs> I know. Don't get me started. Anytime I'm like, but what about pogs? And they're like, uh, no. Like no, no one, back. no one in the office knows about it. They're just like, huh. We are for sure continuing this conversation as, as soon as the episode's over. 100%. Yeah. If you don't Crime know Corner about Pogs... Pog collection. Crime Corner Pog Collection. <laughs> Perfect. Each episode is a Pog? Perfect. Okay, I'll work on that. <laughs> My God, that's such a deep cut, though. I have gotten messages that were like, dude, fuck yeah, dude, I remember Pogs, right? But yeah. anyways, so his, uh, his lack of tears, which we didn't talk about, but like when he was crying in certain situations, especially Always the interrogation, again, flag. no actual tears, just like a lot of acting, hysterics, hysterics yeah. and over the top things. Um, the fact that he couldn't have turned, that he could have turned the truck safely the other way no problemo they entered that into evidence getting money from the family they also entered the family testified everything also they found the asphalt in the shoes right which we didn't talk about before um and the asphalt ended before well before the guardrail so that was um, and we know Peter's defense, right? So the other women, he said, were part of his job. He's that's what he has to do. He has to like, you know, get clients and be personable. He's a salesman, whatever. Um, the, he they better butter right, <laughs> right. You have to grope people in a hot tub in order to get that fucking hot <laughs> that antique sold, right? That's what. But that's part of Butterfield's policy. Hey, you know what? Here at Butterfield, anyone Butterfield, that works at Butterfield knows that F one fifties are for closers. For closers, if you can't close, that thing gets pushed off a cliff. Um, the re- they, they went it was after the executives from Butterfield and Butterfield that. We're actually trying to kill Peter and, yes. and all, all yes. that just got, got caught up in the mix. They went after the recreation experts. They said that, like, you know, they had never done something like that before. They didn't, which they always do, which right? Which they all say. They always go after the expert the with their I've never done own. this before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Seems like a whole lot of muscle memory there. There's car gas emissions in this vent, but I've never done this before, so, so I'm anyways, wrong. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but, but really, his defense can just point blank be, which he said, it's like, it's an accident. No one else was there. There's no witnesses. There's no real evidence. And who's to fucking say that this isn't how the fucking accident accident went down right and that's his main defense is like i'm sorry it's an accident like i didn't do the right thing i didn't turn the right way i was panicked like um jesse i'm literally about to fucking shit myself is he in jail or not (laughs) god damn it why what are we what are we at like two hours joel's like god damn it dude uh so she's still alive all right before i say before i say what do you think? Guilty, not guilty. Guilty. Uh, I'd say guilty. Guilty. What do you say? I say creeper. 
I say real cool dude, and I don't say that, and if it's not a compliment, <laughs> he's a real fucking cool dude. Is cool. Is he's a real cool dude. Um, but I also say like I don't know if he if he was an awesome dude, and there was no other evidence, you would say it was a miracle. Right. There are things that happen in accidents where you just go like, oh, my God, like, thank God something happened and he got flown out onto the fucking road and she ended up going down. Right. So Jesus took the wheel. All these other all these other pieces of evidence, I would say I would say guilty because I just don't like fanny packs, (laughs) but I would say guilty. But but really. Who the fuck know? Who the yeah, fuck knows? Right. Who the fuck knows on a dark road, you better hope that you never get in an accident with someone that you were miraculously fucking saved and they end up dying because Dude, what are people going to say? How did he fucking miraculously, exactly you know, fall out? Saying. Yeah. Fuck. Joel, you know, uh, Joel, how many episodes in a row is this that it really feels like Jesse is setting up a plan? <laughs> just to be like, just, eh, just throwing it out it's there. an accident. You never know, <laughs> Ross. Just kidding. Well, I've watched videos like uh, there's like those crazy fucking car crash yes. videos of the motorcycle People guy. People fucking get, flip dude, crazy and, and like and it's, it's, yeah, they fly eight times in the air and land on the car that they the crashed only into on thing, their feet. So it the can only thing I would say is that it's a brand new Ford F-150. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit, dude. <laughs> it's a really crazy thing for your brakes to go out. Like, it's it's an insane thing that is <gasps> is usually dude. caused by someone cutting some kind of lines or a very, very old car or pads or whatever. And you can always pull an emergency brake. You can always go against, you know, so... You mind if I, I throw my theory in... Please. I'll, I just I'll have a, to, I just got to, a new one you first because you've been waiting patiently. So I don't know how the actual event of the crash happened. My theory is uh, is in terms of what led up to the crash. I think that he took Renetta up there to have a, a talk about the relationship. I think that she she might have admitted that hey I I met somebody overseas or I'm considering <sighs> leaving you. I I want this to be over and done with. So he's got a, a obvious fear of abandonment. He's got loneliness issues. Doesn't, yes. Uh, doesn't want his severe wife to leave loneliness. Him. It's weird. He's adopted. Loneliness. I don't know if that's part of that, it. Uh, I mean, I, w- I would imagine that's definitely going to play into yeah. the fear of abandonment. Chronic masturbation. So right. He would just. Fuck I in. think that yeah. it's a. It was a crime of passion. I think that there's a possibility that he killed her before the accident happened. He needed to come up with a quick way to to cover it up, and then the series of events that led up to the the truck going through the guardrail and uh and you know her being found at the bottom of the mountain breaking through the guardrail that's the part that i i can't figure out how it happened without him like you you really have to approach those things at a a pretty good speed at a fairly direct angle for it to not redirect you so i don't know how he pulled that part off but my general assumption is that it was it was a crime of passion that was trying to be that he was trying to cover up Coop, let me add on that just real quick I, oh, no, I, I, that I was, was the new theory. I like literally right before you said yours. I had the same one, just a little different. It happened in that moment. 
they were fucking yelling and oh. screaming at each other. They were mm. fucking yelling. She was like, you motherfucker. And he was like, you mm. cheated on me? Fuck you, no. And, and she pulled the wheel. He jumped out of the truck and went fucking right He had the way. wherewithal right then to jump out of the truck? Or maybe, no, no. I, I have, okay. Maybe he, like, I have been in a fight. I mean, yes. considering, I mean, I was a teenager at the time. It was I was I had a license for about a year. My first true love. We we're in this fucking fight driving down the road, and the these fucking Lake happened. Tahoe motherfuckers could never, right? <laughs> oh, we yelled when we got home. Yeah. How about he takes you on a hostage death ride through? I jumped out of the. I jumped out of my truck, and she had to climb over and hit the brakes and stop because we were in, we were in a fucking huge fight. Yeah, I never Been hit there. her. You know, but dude, maybe they were fucking fighting, and it was like a brutal fucking fight match possibly and she pulled the wheel or he turned the wheel of pure out of just being pissed and they crashed and he jumped out or he, or she was grabbing the wheel and he was like fuck you don't grab the wheel i'm getting out he just climbed out why wouldn't he say that why wouldn't he say that because maybe she he fucking felt, turned the wheel and i fuck you know because well, that would make him you know that'd be manslaughter or he'd feel guilty or he didn't want it to look bad you know he like, seemed to have uh, even on the 911 call it Some all sort of pre-planned. Yes, thing. the brakes went out. He said the brakes in the nine one one call. He said the brakes went out. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. Right. Yeah. So the smoking gun for me, you guys, ha- have your theories. Fine. The smoking gun for me. That's is, Jesse's nice way of saying you're both fucking. You're idiots. both fucking no. Stupid. But again, <laughs> what I'm saying is we don't know because it was a, an a, no one was out on a dark windy road yeah, at midnight. Yeah. So none of us know, uh, but the gas cans in the back looking for the fire and saying that the brakes went out. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. That's why Although I that may be part of your guy, that may go with your guys' theory because he didn't say actually in the 911 call that the brakes went out. All he said is I couldn't stop. <gasps> Interesting. Why couldn't he stop? Because she fucking was punching. I just couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. So look, that that could be just him referring to his actions in the moment. Have nothing. Has nothing. I couldn't stop punching her in the face. I'm hanging off the side of the cliff. Are you, bud? (laughs) Are you? You're laying at a 45 degree angle. I think you're (laughs) gonna be okay. I put my uh, my. What is it? The fucking bed that goes up. What is? Wait, the one that what are those called? The one that you have a, a sign for right behind you? Yes, but ghost bed, I know, but what's oh. the... <laughs> no, the bed that folds Adjustable the wall. frame? Adjustable mm. frame. I put those up farther than he was laying down. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I'm at more of an that's incline. <laughs> okay, that's, I think that's, that's the, the smoking gun. More I'm than at more anything. of an incline every night than he was that <laughs> night saying that he was on the Wait, side no. of a mountain, right? Okay, I think that. Guilty. Well, no, also, I, I think that. <laughs> Should you, we listen to the first part? I think part? that, I think that you, might have just, you might have just lost a little bit of dirtbag credit because it's like, look. I put my adjustable oh, bed please. at an angle that was steeper than I this work, guy. I work for them. <laughs> I get stuff for free. What can I say? Um, okay, I keep mentioning the purse just because I want to know if there was matches or a lighter in the fucking purse. Because then the gas tanks would no longer be weird. Well, I, I don't think that, that he was planning on 
like yeah, set in the. If gap. it was so, all pre-planned, so if if, you, you crash it. If it doesn't kill her, you set it on fire. So the purse okay, was so, full of matches. So if it That's was, my theory. If it was pre-planned, there was something in the purse, and he thought yes. that that vehicles just miraculously explode, adding a few extra gas cans. No, that's to the why back he said fire. It, well, yeah, he that, said fire because he planned on hang setting on, hang it on, on fire. Let's hear. Let's hear this. Savannah, how is I can't hang on. I can't hang on anymore. <laughs> you guys, I mean, can't like, if I can't hang on anymore. He's Please, God, help me. My Tempur-Pedic doesn't incline to this degree. <laughs> so, and by the way, it, they did play the 911 call at trial. Clear, can't hold on. They He's must like have. They must have thought, you know. And again, like I said, it was ten minutes. We're not going to play the whole thing here. You guys can look it up if yeah. you have a better way of finding it. But the whole time, it's just him not, you know, yelling her name, saying, "I can't hang on. You got to come. Where are you? I don't know. I don't know where I am. I don't know where I am. You don't know where you are. Like <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah." So I, I was going to say that all those statements are things that, that I say when I'm having an intimate moment with a woman. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I can't hang on. I don't know where I am. <laughs> Run yeah. I can't hang on. Run Coop, you're supposed to be. I'm looking for fire. So anyways, time. to me that there's a couple smoking guns in this. Uh, and, you know. Should people be in prison for being close-talking, fanny-packing, creeper motherfuckers? Possibly. Yes. Let's get them off the street either way, <laughs> right? So Peter was, Peter was found guilty and, yeah! sent, and sentenced to life in prison with Fuck possibility yeah. of parole in 20 years, which, guys, okay. when would that be? <gasps> now? Soon. This year. Yep, this year. Let's have him on the show. <laughs> Bro, what happened, dude? How'd you do it, How'd you do it dude? <laughs> you can't double jeopardy. You can't be tried hey, again. Just fucking tell us what happened, dude. I really want to know because there's... I think that he's guilty. I, I do think that he did cause Renetta's death. I don't death. think he's guilty. I think they were in a fucking fight. And they were they were out of control. Both responsible for flying off. Here's the cliff. what he's guilty of: he picked his wife up. <laughs> yes, from an airport. <laughs> she had dri- she had just flown from Italy. However many hours, it's 11 p.m. He's guilty of being a real fucking piece of shit and being like, oh no, we're not taking you home. We're going to go for a drive down a dark, windy road and sit in a romantic outlook. What's the last thing that you want to do? That. Okay. Fine, bro. You're smoking a cigar. You're wearing a fucking puffy jacket and gloves. I don't know. You're going through something. Let's do it. Sure. I'm gone all the time. Let's talk about it. Fine. I don't even think, Joel, to your point, she had the fucking energy to fight and turn a fucking wheel. She literally is just like, okay, dude. Okay. She's seven hours ahead from Italy. Fine. It was like six in the morning the next day. Yeah. She's just like, whatever. Okay, new theory. She got 
she got so sick of his shit. Delirious. That she Jet just lag. grabbed the wheel and seared towards the cliff, and then he bailed out. Yeah. That's what I was saying. No, I, I think Jesse just crushed it. Yeah, that's it. Court's adjourned. You know, as as a wife that's had to do do things, go on drives, do things when you're tired, whatever, you're just like, holy shit, all right, okay, that sounds like the right thing. God forbid you just take me fucking home. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I think it was like it started out as a nightmare for her and it ended... It ended in death. And at that point, guys, peace. at that point, she was probably like, fucking kill me. This is a nightmare. This is a nightmare. I am so fucking tired. I can't hear your fucking voice. I'm thinking of buying a condo in Italy to get away from your ass. I don't want to hear your voice anymore. Whatever it is. Am I going off a cliff? Bye. He goes off the side. Have fun. <laughs> Whatever. If I have to hear your voice, if one I have more to hear time, your voice one more time, more, I'm driving this car off the cliff. Yes, and she did, and she did. That right there is exactly why this is called Jesse Weissman's Crime Corner. <laughs> because sometimes, guilty Case or not, closed. guilty or not, for that one fucking egregious decision, <laughs> he deserves life. With possibility of parole, fine. Yeah, Thinks yeah. about it for 20, 20 years. I'm okay with that. But I think, uh, you know, punishment matches the crime or whatever it fucking yeah. is, whatever the saying punishment is, right? Punishment matches the crime, right? He, he the, what is it? Coop, you must know this. The something matches the crime. The punishment matches the, the crime. Yeah, punishment matches the crime. The 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 sentence matches the crime. No, the, it's, it's one of those things. People are yelling at us right now. Like it's the blah blah blah. I think the murder charge yeah. should be less. I think it should be like seven years. Anyway, Bro, we'll he's fucking. He could be show. out right now. He could be out roaming the streets right now. Yeah, seven seven years for murder. Dude, years are so long. Yeah, and and there's billions of people. I feel like you should we should cut back on that charge so we huh like sweden. so we just let murderers <laughs> wait, roam wait, the streets wait, like wait. well yeah like in sweden <laughs> well, in well, sweden yeah. you can't of course commit, we do in sweden you can't do anything no matter what you do if you murder everybody in a church 30 people 21 years it's the maximum sentence for any crime okay and that's why sweden isn't the the number it's one like, country in the well, world it, it's, it's not the number it one superpower is. in the world it's like one of the healthiest in in uh, oh that has nothing to do with with very that has true. nothing very to true. do with geopolitics guys uh you know weigh Bobby's- in <laughs> let us know um but as always super fun i'm so and glad like, he was guilty i was stressing out the whole time of course he is but like well, so was the su- the submarine guy. I mean, the uh, the the scuba, scuba diver. diver. Scuba diver, and he he's free. He's free. You know what? What I'm the happiest about is I'm the happiest that we're back to recording Me on a too. weekly basis again. Me too. I missed you guys over the holidays. I really missed did. you guys. Love you guys. Uh, we will be back on Patreon every Friday video yeah. show, and it is. It's worth watching the video show. We're going to show you pictures of stuff. You're going to see what people look like, scene of the crime, stuff like that. Um, this one might be and again, we will be a week later 
on the RPR feed. So we uh, will be available on audio. Yeah. So so technically, we're we're like a month ahead. Yeah. So so it's a. You're listening to us one of two places. One, you are getting it early and you're cool. <laughs> the other place, you get it later and you're poor. How much is the picture? Up to you. Five bucks. It's five bucks and you get Five bucks a month. And corners. you get like all the other content we have, right? Yep. Uncertain. So all the drinking bro shows. All the drinking bro shows. shows. You get at least once. Yeah. Four once a day. Uh, Monday through Thursday. Yep. Right? Four Drinking Bros shows. Then you get Crime Crime Corner Corner Friday. So you get something every day if you subscribe to the Patreon for $5. So it's like 50 cents a show. And we're back, guys. That's a good deal. We're back. We're doing this. Should this episode maybe be called Butterfield and Butterfield? (laughs) Or... Or prolapse. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. <laughs> 